BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. My name's Blue. Alongside him is the world famous Joe Grande. How are we doing today? I'm doing great, Brother Blue. Thank you guys all for listening to our podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. We yes. greatly appreciate you all out there. And check out our website, Cannabis Talk 101, as we are the world's number one source for everything cannabis and make sure you call us up anytime 1-800-420-1980 and make sure you go check out our instagram pages at cannabis talk 101 blue is at one christopher Wright. hello and i am at joe grande 52 and if you guys are looking to grow your own plant you know where it starts right blue advanced interest or rocket seed it starts with a seed are you looking (laughs) for a high quality seed well head to rocketseeds.com or on ig at rocket underscore seeds for trusted cannabis seeds rocket seeds is a trusted source for thousands of quality cannabis seeds at a fair price head to rocketseeds.com now on the show today you guys is a very special guest it is so funny to think that I have this guy's driver's license, his social security Man. number, his information. <laughs> Who are we kidding? You might be able to pull it up, too, if we can, if you look hard enough. <laughs> that being said, we have Adam Bierman from Red Workshop. That's the new company is he's with right now, and I'll tell you the story why I have all his information, Blue. It's going to baffle you. I know but, why. Uh, yeah, okay. So Red <laughs> Workshop is a group of cannabis pioneers, operators, and futuristics continually defining what's next. With unrivaled experience and unbashed passion, RW partners with following thinking organizations to expand it. Check them out online once they get their website working right to redworkshop.com. Welcome Here to the we show. Go. What Adam. the hell was that? What is wrong Jeez. with your website, dog? I, I, bottom line, God. Adam, you, I mean, are <laughs> been known wow. in, in I've been introduced industry. before, but woo! I mean, boy, that's as good as it gets, right? Or as bad as it gets. Either way. So happy to be here. The best part about you, Adam, is this is your third interview, so shut up. You don't even know how you be interviewed. And, and never by a pro like me. So who are we kidding? First off, you just he said this off the mic. Read was just you terrible. said that this is your third interview as that you've done. As, off as air, off, off air. air. So he hasn't missed anything. But that being said, why'd you choose us to do your third one? I mean, you, you're a very three, you, your name has been in the industry with MedMen and your and the legacy that you've well, done. Let's talk about that. Well, we'll get to it. But I'm so curious of <laughs> and honored 
that you're here with us. I, I really am because, you know, th there's a lot I want to bring up. But why did you choose to come here and use us as an outlet today? Well, I, I did say this is the third interview I've ever done as me. Right. So, uh, and, and I love that, by the way. <laughs> Not the puppet in his back pocket. I don't know. No, I'm excited to be real with you guys. I'm excited to just be me, you know, better or worse, right? Uh, obviously, I've lived a life uh, that, you know, for a period of time was in the public eye, but I wouldn't say that was as me. That was as me playing a role. Um, sure. And that role evolved over time and was fun at times and miserable at times and, you know, everything in the middle. But. Uh, a couple years after leaving MedMen and really thinking about my life, my past, and what's next, um, I started responding to some people that had reached out to actually interview me. Um, sure. And, and I chose you guys because I thought we could have a real conversation, and I thought that we could do it without any of the bullshit and all the fancy, you know, CNN, CNBC, M sure. whatever BS. that is, right? We don't, we don't need real. to put a suit on to have a conversation about what's really happened, how this industry has become what it is today, what it's facing to become what it'll be tomorrow. Whatever you want to talk about, I feel like you have knowledge, you have experience, uh, not just in cannabis, but in actually like producing content like this. So yeah. it's an honor to be here. I'm excited to have. I've made the drive down and spend this time with well, you guys. Well, Adam, yeah, this let's, guy's a beast. Though. He really is. I, I, I love and, him. And for those yeah. listening, if you're wondering, I'm going to tell you. So when he was with MedMen and I was doing the processing, credit card processing, I was MedMen was one of my clients, and I was working with all of it. But MedMen was such a big company. Adam never dealt with that type of shit. So did, I get did, it. Did you so, want, did you want a brownie button, or did you want to just pat your back, or did you want <laughs> what did you want out of that? I wanted to just I'm explain just to everybody <laughs> first. I was like, wow. You're you like, damn. Things? I had to wink at him before I gave that. I know. I know. But the meds I'm on, I'm taking it all serious anyways no and i've seen the week and all, all he's like, what i can't even take it right blue. now anyhow my point is i felt funny because i told adam this earlier like a stalker so i'm like uh, adam didn't you have the house in marina del rey that's on your driver's license too he goes yep i'm like see dog i had your driver's license and blues too i had blues and social oh, security yeah, number that's yeah. how i met him i basically met both of you well i didn't meet you i did the same stuff for both he you did guys. background checks on us i did both of you guys so that being said um i want to go so, back so early let's adam go, let's, let's talk about that five six one 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 for both you guys socials no i'm just kidding that I want to go ahead. early, Adam. Where'd you grow up, and how'd you get in this cannabis space? Sure. Like, how, how did that even? First off, where'd who you grow is up? Adam? Yeah, who is Adam? Where'd you grow up at? Uh, I grew up mostly in San Diego. We moved there when I was nine. Um, and from uh, from the East Coast. Oh, East so, Coast. Okay, yeah, Diego so, though. Diego's a good town. Yeah, we're, we're up Diego. northern northern San Diego most of the time. So at nine though, do you still are you an East Coaster or are you a West Coaster? Nine's no, a I'm, tough age. I'm, I mean, at this point, I'm forty years old. I'm I'm an Angelino. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's like, what I would think, you know, right? I so think, me being from the Bay, I feel like I'm an LA guy. Yeah. Even though I'm born in the Bay, but I feel like I'm Southern California. So that's why I'm asking. That. That's who I am. I mean, regardless of where I am in the world. You nine know, years I'm old. I'm more years here. Hat. Yeah. You know. I wish the season starts. Fuck, that's a big one. But so nine years old. San Diego, born and raised, born high and raised school, San college. Diego. Uh, you know, my relationship with weed started when I was in middle school, a huge stoner. Um, and then, uh, you know, in one of my dad's rants, screaming at me about, you know, being a, a loser and not going to school and, you know, getting D's and F's. You know, he said, you can't, you know, can't be stoned all day and not going to class, you know. And I said, well, middle school doesn't matter. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I remember. So my kid says, well, <laughs> what does this matter? It's like, dude, but, you know. Well, now it's flipped. Now my kids will be in middle school giving me the same bullshit, oh, right? That, so, yeah. uh, so I stopped smoking weed when I was in uh, ninth grade so I could get my grades, which I did. And, uh, 
you know, I was a pretty straight, you know, entrepreneurial, hustling, you know, trying to make something out of nothing, you know, kid from the time I was, you know, little to all the way through, you know. The what are some of those fun little things that you did? Yeah, let's, before you get to MedMen, what were some of the big ones that you crashed? Big ones. Well, <laughs> or little ones. It's all or relative. Pop- yeah, Popsicle I, sticks. Yeah, of course. I mean, after very lunch, much you know. So. It's all relative. Um, you know, I talk about the... I, 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 I have talked about this Black Eyed Peas event that I put on uh, when I was a uh, senior in high school, right? My first That's kind a of, big thing. It, it, it was kind of, huge. you know. It was, no, no, it no. Was, Black Eyed Peas great. International, dog. Was, to get a group like Black Eyed Peas. 1999. What'd you do? Uh, so what was that? I, I had these, uh, in high school, we put on these uh, uh, hip-hop raves, parties, uh, under on the, campus? On, no, no, we had rent venues oh, under wow. the premise of like all ages should be able to access nightlife, not just 21 and over. Uh, and so we <laughs> built it up. Uh, 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 you know, I think we had a Masonic Temple Lodge place that rented their, you know, ballroom once. And we did a couple. And then I, I got the Black Eyed Peas to agree to come down and do a show in Oceanside. Wow. And uh, it's a great story because... Um, I pulled it off uh, as some kid that knew not what he was doing. Right. Uh, but then uh, everybody snuck in. And so I didn't have the money uh, to pay the Black Eyed Peas at the end of the night because it was a deal where they no. got paid at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know. It's yeah, the bang, this, so he banged out. He rolled out left. He's like, so that was the go. first article that came go. out. <laughs> <laughs> they missed the other article. They, they didn't write about that one in the other shit I read. <laughs> You're like, that's nothing. Yeah, I had to go. I've been hustling. It's not my fault, damn it. Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> no, I stood there. Yeah. I mean, those are those are the great, you know, I mean, there's there's just there's the life of any kind of experience, right? The 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 concept, the birth, you know, the apex, the arc and the death of anything that we do, right? Yeah. And but then so, to do it and actually get it done and then everyone's there and it's going on and to have that fulfillment of like Ta-da! Well, you know, that's, good, that's a good job, Doc. Well, th- thank you. At seventeen or whatever, yeah, it was huge. it was it was great. We I learned a ton, um, and they ended up okay. Uh, yeah. uh, they, the, my partner in the deal drove them home that night. Hold on we, a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You we, call we, Will? I am. <laughs> will call Will. Will, call will. See if he remembers. Hey, Cash, can you call Will for us, please? Get him on the Apple. Apple. Cash Adam, Apple, by the Apple, way. That's Cash Apple. right there. What's up, Apple? Yeah. What's up, Cash? Uh, Apple, so what's see, see if he remembers. It was before Fergie, though. Yeah. So you can't call her. Oh man, because Fergie grew up in my in my neighborhood actually. Actually, uh, Fergie's from Downey. I love so. Fergie. I love the. I love Black Eyed Peas. It's yeah. so funny. So when you said that, I was like, I love think em. they're one of those groups love that um, are just amazing. So then that that is seventeen, eighteen. Walk us through more. Couldn't continue. Uh, just in my entrepreneurial life. Yes, yes. You know, hustling, yeah, give us doing you. That, give us and you. Then, and then I went to school and played baseball. Where'd you go? Um, I went back east as a freshman. I went to a school in Boston called Brandeis. Uh, and then my sophomore year, I transferred to L.A. City College because I thought I was going to play professional baseball. And so Second I, base or what were you? Yeah, exactly. Second baseman. You look like a little second baseman yeah. to me. That's what I called it. <laughs> I played baseball since I was six years old, dog. I'm like, wait a minute. What are you, a second baseman, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly. You look like one. I was third. Were you? And catcher, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you know. Short yeah. stocky. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, get you. I pitched, right. caught, played I'm first. There. Yeah, standing for this ball. And when a team put me on shortstop, I go, this team sucks. Because <laughs> yeah. there's no reason my big fat ass should be playing shortstop for any team yeah. but go ahead so yeah, no, I second baseball basement. i played baseball through college i ended up my third year going to usc uh and then that summer i had friends that were drafted um they asked me to be their agent and so by the time i was on my first year in usc i actually dropped out 
um, to be a baseball agent. Wow. And uh, I built that for about five years. Nice. That's my, you know. How many uh, players did you get? Way better than going to Harvard Business School. Oh, hell yeah. And that's uh, that's real sport, too. Oh, and that's and real, but you did go to real Harvard, life. Did you go to Harvard Business School? Real life. Fuck no, I didn't graduate college. <laughs> well, then what the fuck? Man? <laughs> and he go to show you didn't graduate college and he was this an was, agent. This was my Harvard Business that's School. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And not only that, and a real one because you're in the major leagues. This isn't just some like random contract so for I, somebody else. This is Major League Baseball contract. Yeah, so we uh, I built that up. I think we had 50 players. At Woo! a certain point, uh, yeah. and I thought I was hot uh, until my guy started to make it, and then I got my head taken off. Um, the life and death of that cycle of that, you know, that idea, that 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 part of my life was, you know, being the uh, the naive, hustling, willing to do anything kind of kid to get it off the ground, building it to some success, uh, and then learning the hard lessons um, that you know, lack of experience. Um, or without experience, you would not otherwise know, right? And so those lessons were letters and, and payoffs and, you know, uh, uh, after uh, game uh, meetings to steal my clients. Yeah. Uh, and I was, at the time, this is a fun story, so I was 24 years old for four years because when I started, I was 20, and so I'd be in these parents' homes and they would ask me, you know, how old are you? And at the time, 24 sounded so old. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't say 20 or 21 because, uh, you know. You're barely was, an adult. Right. I was, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and we were in there talking about representing their kids in their future lives um and you know i looking back like i was well set up to uh, be able to be the as helpful as anybody would have been to them at the time i feel great about the contributions i made to the arc of these people's lives and careers and it was such a rich moment where i built lifelong connections um but also learned a lot right and i learned that uh sometimes you have to pay dues uh, and when my guys started to make it, it was not very hard uh, for all of them to get plucked, you know, and getting those calls. Hey, man, I love you, but 50 grand showed up. Or, you know, hey, man, I loved you, but my parents got a visit from so-and-so, and they showed them And it's a different size of agency, and they're coming in with that, totally. like you it's said, that me. experience it's can get you more me. money. Yeah, like, dude, yeah. you got me to the dance floor, and guess what? And I love you, and it's a respect. Thank you. Uh, thank you. But these guys can do so much more <laughs> than you can do for which, me. Which, which for that, those that, players, That has you know to what? happen. That's, that's part of the game. But, but some of them, you know, it's part of life. In all respects, you know, the real good ones will take you with them you know what i mean the real, no the, not necessarily maybe the, as a part of the team somehow no, 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 some way no someone listen with someone you, you know you don't forget who brought you to the dance but then adam that, would have to change his company you're, you're and be like either go in to that other company no. that brought him in yeah no i'm not saying i'm not sell saying, his type of soul I'm not like saying what he brought to, him. to keep the whole company right what i'm saying is is there's a point where you know somebody just keeps that relationship and builds it with it you know and says hey look i'm gonna keep building build you up to their level let's see what they're doing build it out yeah right that's that's what good teamwork well know. thank god that that didn't happen yeah yeah because yeah. then we wouldn't have been in the position that we were in to change the actual arc of our society um by pushing the mainstreaming of marijuana right so, so did it go from being an agent to going into cannabis uh no there was transition in the middle i went from being an agent to being a almost completely out of work agent to <laughs> you know marketing and branding and pr meeting andrew modlin who would co-found medmen with me when he was 20 years old um and then about when and how old were you 24 uh, when I met him, I was 24. 24. <laughs> it, was my, it was my real birthday. You like that? I, I met him when yeah. I caught up. I caught up. So. You finally hit 24 and you met your partner, huh? <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. Funny. And you met a 20-year-old partner <laughs> yes. that you were fucking yes. lying about at 20. Yes. 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 <laughs> when we come back, we're going to hear where this story goes. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. Keep it locked. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and 
starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Blue, Joe Grande, and let me tell you, you have something to say, don't I you? I do. I wanted you to know, and everybody out there, turn your typical into something special. Now, when it comes to infused products, the flavor you taste should be just as enjoyable as the feeling you experience. So visit the website at loranoils.com. That's L-O-R-A-N-N-O-I-L-S.com. Now, we're here with Adam. Yes. Adam says he meets his partner at the age of 24, his partner's 20, and they start this company by the name of MedMen. Adam, how does that even come to you meet him and say, what? Lead me to the words MedMen come out of your mouth. Man. Let's get, how does that even, because Big I shit. can't wait to tell you what I've been saying about MedMen. And this is what's great is you're going to hear it because I've been saying it from jump. When I've been on this show, I've right? been saying, and he's been saying it too. We've had other people say the other things, so that's why I can't wait to tell you what I think about the company and everything else. But walk me through. You meet this guy at the age of twenty-four. He's twenty. How'd it go down? I think it's one of these stories where you have all the circumstances line up, right? So um, between the ages of, uh, for me, like twenty-four and thirty, right? I have this five-six year period with Andrew where we just evolve uh, into a situation where. Um, you know, I'm invited in or I'm asked to go in uh, to meet a woman who runs a uh, medical marijuana uh, dispensary up on Sunset Boulevard. Uh, and this is 2019, right? So, you know, we have this experience, Andrew and I, building stuff together, marketing. What was branding. that woman's name? What was the name of what? The woman that invited you the, to her dispensary. Uh, the name of the dispensary was Sunset Super Shop. Okay. Okay. On Sunset Boulevard. Okay. Uh, so, you know, Andrew and I go through all this experience together, you know, working together, trying to hustle and, you know, make a few dollars here or there. And this woman calls and uh, she invites me in and says she wants to hire us to do marketing for her to help her store. Um, and I'm just, you know, naive. Uh, and I haven't smoked weed really since I was in eighth grade at this point in time. Um, you know, I'm cool. straight and, you know, unhealthy and everything else that comes with that, just trying to, you know, make enough money to pay for an apartment really uh -huh. um and she tells me how much you know money she's making off the store and how many customers are coming in and i'm in the store you know so you can't it's not like i have this palatial place that's very special out in you know a fantasy island no no, no like it's just a shithole in sunset boulevard but you it's know busy. and uh she's doing big numbers and i'm struggling to pay rent you know and she's asking me for help so that's really like to get bigger she wants to get bigger yeah 
Right. So that's really that moment for me, right? That's the moment in the story where, you know, all this, all this history of me being an entrepreneur, you know, figuring things out, getting exposed, building, you know, uh, relationships, you know, learning, being successful and failing, all those things. Um, and then also watching the online uh, poker boom that happened uh, just a few years earlier. I'm sure. in a spot where I'm meeting this woman and I'm like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, um, this is this is what, you know, this is all lined up for. And so that's in 2019. Um, you say, when does MedMen start? You know, the first MedMen store is not not until we have the West Hollywood store called MedMen, which I think is like 2015, something like that. Um, so you've got five years. But the building. Of uh, uh, a lot of stores not called MedMen. <laughs> oh, really? Is yeah, that what happened? Yeah. So walk us through. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. know you guys had a bunch of stores yeah. that weren't MedMen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so so, so, so then what was the first store? That's what I was about to say. These are their stores. They weren't MedMen. They were stores that were open, like the ladies' store. And then so you, you helped and run. You, and you helped no. your market. No. You didn't get no, any, no, no. Well, let's go. Let them go. No, we never worked for the lady. Uh, so you guys decided to do it on your own. So we did it on our own. We opened our first store uh, uh, in Marina Del Rey called The Treehouse. That was uh, 2010. Um, and we sold that store, and then we opened a couple stores down here in OC, a Santa Ana store, a Garden Grove store. Uh, we went back up to L.A., a downtown store. Um, we helped with a North Hollywood store, another Hollywood store. We did a bunch of stores around. Seven, eight, like, ten, maybe all, a handful. All couple? different names. Just kept doing them, All yeah. different All stuff. dispensaries? Yeah. All retail. Set one up, sell it, go. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, at a certain point, people were paying us to set them up for people because we were just, you know, we, we were hitting it. Had the game. I was doing that, too, for a while. So, I mean, I was very much part of that same movement. So I know exactly where you're coming from, right? That that was like, you know, I you know, I, I couldn't tell you the exact time, but it was I had one in Woodier, one in Santa Fe Springs, Woodier. You know, I was popping one up on, you know, Imperial, and they would shut down or they'd stay for this long. And then, you know, you, you were putting them up in different parts of the city and real, realizing you were either getting away with it or you weren't. You were under some kind of a, you know, doing Prop business as a yeah. proposition, you know, 215 doing business as a mutual business. benefit, big <laughs> as a mutual benefit organization and whatever, you know. But yeah, I, I know exactly what area you're talking about. So continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, we we were doing that, and and you know, when we started doing that, it really was, you know, to 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 have enough money to pay for a Prius lease and to rent a yeah. one bedroom apartment, right? I mean, right. it was really about basic needs it really you know honestly was not about anything to do with a passion for the plant or a belief in changing the future it was nothing it was like i have no way to pay rent yeah. um and this, make this, some money, might, folks. this might be it right so you know just being i think so many people in this space especially you know at the time where you know we were the tip of the spear and i was so in this you know so many people were so ashamed um of being honest about any of that one why they got into it in the first place oh it's because i believe it's like I was around when, you know, when, when it was all about you making the extra hundred bucks, you yeah. know, on, on each unit. Now you're pretending like you have a calling. Now, if you do have a calling and you've evolved there, admit it. That's amazing, right? That's what happened to me is I evolved for it to become a calling, but it most certainly didn't start that way. So my, mine started the same way. Very greedy, right? I, and I, I can relate so well with it because I, you know, for me, it was like the only time it became a calling was because it was protection. Right? And then all of a sudden it did really become a calling because my dad ended up dying years later. But, but. In the beginning, same exact feel, money grab. You know, like you're too young to even know. You're just in the loop and you're just going. It's and funny how you guys have that. Remember, I, I, I told, and that's your, but then the, I, but the me. find that spiritual side, and I didn't even find mine until even meeting these guys and seeing what cannabis does. So I'm like three years away from I start smoking at six, but seeing the benefit and me feeling like, no, this plant has real medicinal. Like I'm on this kick hardcore. But that wasn't until, what, three years ago? Yeah, ten, and I've been sober years 23 in, years. 10 years into the game. You know what I'm game. saying? Like, I'm 23 years sober going, it's been against me what I, my beliefs. And I had to, like, readjust my what I've been stamped to believe to be like, oh, no, I got I to gotta 
take out that AANA thought that been put in my head and I'm seeing things differently now, folks, I'm, yeah. and, and I do. So my point is, I see what mine was. We know what blues are. What was your spiritual mine was awakening? Mine aligns with you on that. So but, how did that happen? Well, maybe he didn't have one. No, he does. He says he has one. Maybe not. He does. That's what happened, Just and that's saying. how he created MedMen. Listen to the guy that has my social security number. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said maybe not. I no, just, it's scary. He said I got to go. He said it because he had one, and then yeah, yeah, so yeah you know, I did. It. So, I did. Yeah, I did. so you so, have to have one. So we can go back to how it went from the stores to, you know, being called MedMen in a sec if you want. But, yeah, this, the, 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 that moment was definitely the Canna Moms in Florida. That was... Right, uh, the Canna Moms. I love it. Yeah, that, that, was like, that was like... Uh, and I'm, ba- I'm bad with dates. Um, that's probably because I'm a huge stoner now, right? Because I'm a better person now. <laughs> that means the dates suck, but hopefully I'm a better person. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I think I'm going to guess 2014-ish. Sure. Um, you know, I'm in Florida and I'm, I'm speaking at a conference. Uh, and afterwards, this spunky, audacious woman grabs me and says, you know, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, okay. So she brings me to a table and it's a bunch of these spunky, audacious moms Um I think they were all single moms, maybe not all of them, but I think they were. And they told me their stories, right, about their kids and about accessing cannabis and about, you know, the fact that they were traveling to Colorado to wait uh, for the Stanley Brothers, Charlotte's Web, and that one of them had done it. It took a year. They used their life savings, and it wasn't effective Mm. for their child. And it's like, well, no, duh, because there's no one-size-fits-all. I can't just take a pill from the pharmacy and say it it solves all ailments, right? Um, But that's what was going on at the time. Remember, Sanjay Gupta put out, you know, the weed documentary, and everybody was on this CBD, you know, Charlotte's Web kick. And so... These moms grabbed me and told me their story and said they have kids that are, you know, essentially, you know, either comatose or they have Dravets and they're having a thousand seizures a day. One of them had some horrible, horrible brain tumor that, you know, Mm. St. Jude's had said was inoperable and, you know, all this stuff. Um, And their only chance was cannabis. And these women were willing to give up everything and go break the law and travel across the country to save their their kids. Anything for them. They told me the story and they said, look, we've been talking, you know, I, 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 whatever it was a year ago, they said, you know, we had a promise from. Uh, Steve D'Angelo up at Harborside that he was going to help us out. We haven't heard back. Um, can you help us? And I went outside and I called uh, one of our partners in Nevada at the time when we were applying for a lot of licenses out there. And I said, I know we're going to be successful, but my life just changed. And as we are successful, we have to make sure that we at least help these women and their kids. And, you know, I'm getting goosebumps saying about it, but like that was my moment, right? And so we end up bringing them out. Uh, I am. I can say that I have a ton of respect for Andrew D'Angelo, who you should have on the show yeah. at some point. Well, call um, him up. Let him know. We'd love yeah. to have him on. He's, uh, you know, shout out to, you know, one of the true pioneers that has brought this industry to where it is today. Well, Harborside and Oakland, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the largest dispenser in the Bay Area. It's ridiculous. It's been killing it out there. And and, and Andrew, you know, really deserves the credit for that. He really so does. He does. You know, Steve uh, gets the face and and the speaking and all that. But Andrew was the guy running running that that business. So I get a hold of Andrew and we tell him what we're doing and. Um, he's gracious enough to offer up Harborside and, you know, we figure it out and we bring the moms and their kids out to uh, Oakland uh, for, I think, a couple of weeks. Wow, And awesome. uh, we had uh, we had some people in the industry that were making extracts participate and they would show up daily and they would they would just trial dose these kids. Wow. Um, and you think about the crazy shit we've done in our lives, like looking back, it's like, you know, like I, t- today who I am, like I would be. I think too scared to do that, right? Well, but it, it, you know, when you say that, right? Again, it goes back to that mindset of like we're, we're from that industry. So, you know, in my home, 
cannabis was never illegal, right? So it wasn't sure. so big of a deal. Yeah. You know, but but now it's it's like you know my my son's seventeen and he's like, Dad, growing you know, his own plants. I, I want to get some weed and I'm growing my own plants and I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm freaking out because I'm like, dude, what do you mean? Like you know, my daughter just turned like, twenty two and she wants like, weed. I'm like, Here you go. Yeah. yeah well, she's twenty two. <laughs> you know, exactly. Mine's seventeen. You know, but but I'm even going further back and saying that you know I've I've interviewed many of children that their parents were felt like they were refugees and they're like, well, here's the deal, you know. I get a choice right now. I either give my son some kind of a medicine that's causing him, you know, massive uh, damage to his brain or his kidneys or whatever it is every time he uses it, or I can try cannabis. Well, you know, and the doctor says, you know, I can give him this, but it's going to kill him in three months. He's going to be a vegetable, but he'll have a better quality of life. Instead, I'd rather give him cannabis, I right? Think I mean, you there, to deal there, with your there's, daddy. there's levels Terrible. to it. Agreed. Right. And so we, you know, the, 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 the part about this story that keeps me going is, you know, we have miracles happen in Oakland with these kids. You're sure. kidding me. Um, you watched the miracle. We happen. watched the miracles happen with these kids. I love when, the, you know, I, I can't like, imagine it was, you yeah. know, heavy stuff. Oh. Um, and you know, to this day, you know, we, I still, you know, once in a while text with one of those moms, but they're always in my heart. Uh, and, you know, they story. changed they changed me, they changed my family's lives, and they I think they changed the world. Yeah. Um, because without that, you know, I started without, you know, the ability to have a car lease in an apartment, right? At that point in time, without them, like, sure. is it worth it? You know, maybe not, but then no. it becomes a calling, right, uh, after that moment. Well, no, yeah, and, that, and, that's amazing to and, think that that's what helped change, because that's a beautiful story. You're helping children, you're helping family, which then is the trickle effect of that, because now those children you helped, and it's going to help so many others from that. Well, and it, and it really inspired me to go change laws, right? Sure. And I think, you know, probably the most important thing that I did at MedMen was change laws. Um, and it what was, laws did you change? Or help change or move? Or I, what are the ones, as you, you say know, that? Uh, when we got involved with, uh, with changing laws, it was uh, maybe 2015, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, 2014. Uh, and uh, maybe a little before that it was with Marijuana Policy Project and you know we were the first company to step up and almost through shame you know try to you know saddle raver what am I looking for saddle just stand up and on a bullhorn through our platform right shame the rest of the industry to donating you know some of the money to changing the laws because without the laws changing we have no industry right and so I always just believed that so much and that you know we contributed so much towards that um, it's part of our success it's also part of you know all the expenses that MedMen went through being the first right you have no business unless the law says you can be there and who's gonna help pay for it to be there if not the industry but as you know right at this time before MedMen the industry didn't exist it was a bunch of disparate people that were looking out and scared that tomorrow they were gonna have to close up yeah what were they gonna do invest millions of dollars into the future and then what you have is you have you know marijuana policy project shock the world which is another story that's not told and i think it's so rich what a story is they legalize weed in colorado right Right. who's talking about the fact that colorado is the first place in the world in the world let's just pause in the world to have legal weed and i love the story that mpp did it for like less than five million bucks yeah right so you talk about changing the world that happened Right. And then other places have somewhere to look to to say, look at how this can work. Right. Um, and so, you know, we really fueled that with our with our capital. Um, you know, and I can't say we changed any one particular law because, you know, people have been working on changing these laws for 40, 50, 60 years. Right. This is about passing. But the you baton. supported it. and You guys are about it. This and is putting about money passing into it the and, baton, yeah. man. You know, and so, yeah, we did our part in our time. And I loved 
probably my favorite story is Ohio. If you want to get into the medical marijuana law in Ohio, I love what we what took place for that to happen. I love that story. What but happened? There's no one law we changed, right? People, right? Community, right? This movement changed these laws. And the fact that it's hypocritical nonsense well, they came that they out. exist in the first place is what changes these laws. Well, and, and they came out, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, right? Ohio came out by like just, you know, just outraging. People are coming out of the woodworks, right? If I'm not mistaken, they were on the streets. Right, like protesting on the streets for over this. You want to talk about Ohio? It's well, a I mean, good one. It's a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Great story. My family's from Ohio, right? All right let's so, do it. Yeah. I know you mentioned yeah. that. All right, so Ohio's one of my favorite stories. So, um, you know, I am I am uh, a friendly at this point in time. Have been introduced to uh, business people in Ohio that are pro cannabis, and I'm also built this very strong relationship with Marijuana Policy Project. You know, trying to figure out what states to target, and they're using me to go help them raise money in certain markets and to help bridge business with, you know, advocacy. Um, uh, and so in Ohio, uh, a group of people get together and they spend about 20 or $25 million. And I'm, again, bad with dates, maybe 2014, 13, sure, somewhere whatever, there, yeah. right? They spent 20, 25 million bucks and they wrote a constitutional amendment to legalize medical and recreational marijuana at the same time. Um, and the only people that were going to get the licenses, they were predetermined by parcels of land that were written in to the law. So it says, like, we're going to issue this many grow licenses, and these are the addresses that, that are going to have them. That, that will have them. And, you know, that's my license. That's my address. <laughs> Hold on. So obviously, you know, these in this this group that got put together, they bought this all the land, they wrote this stuff, and they, and they thought, benefited from it because it's their land. I'm well, sure they got, they got crushed, right? Exactly. It didn't work. Yeah. So this whole time, whole yeah, it's like how the fuck are you gonna put? <laughs> You're saying that? Yeah. Hey, it's only in this land. Who owns that land? I don't know. Cousin Larry, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Uncle Vinny. Uh, uh, Come on, dog. It, it, we we put it in a hat and we drawed. Well, but we just guessed. <laughs> we didn't know where we owned that. Ohio. We didn't know Wild that we West, had. Wild West, bro. Wild fucking West. It still goes down like that. Like even this moment, I. Feel like sometimes it just everything is so well, crazy. And well, shady it, like it that. does. It happens like that here, right? But you in know, Stanton, it just, right? Like whoever's it, running it, the laws. They did and it rules. here in Stanton. They, they, this is going to be a green zone, and all of a sudden, it's you know, it's, it's all, not because there I'm was some, Well, someone got involved. You know, something got fishy. Right? I don't own my building there no more. Yeah, we can't the, have it there. And if I'm on this board here, and I don't own that building there, it's yeah. not going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. I believe it goes down that way. So, so, so they say spend all this money. They do the TV ads. They do all the hype, and they lose. And the whole time, Marijuana Policy Project, with me kind of you know paying attention, is telling them they're going to lose um, for right. lots of reasons, right. um, and that for a lot less money they could win um, if they weren't so fucking greedy um, and were more realistic, right? And at the time, MPP was on a roll, right? Uh, ballot, you know, MPP invented this concept of changing laws through ballot initiatives for marijuana. We take it so for granted now, but you know that was a radical idea back then. Um, and so these guys took MPP's idea and they perverted it, right, for their own gain. So Rob, you know, the MP, head of MPP, kept telling them it wasn't going to work. Obviously, it failed miserably. And we're in Las Vegas at the MJ Biz Conference that next November. Again, I don't know the date, but I promise you, whoever's listening to the people that go to that conference now, we're not talking about the same conference, okay? I love... Sh Very small. <laughs> one building, not the three building. Yeah. No, not was, the whole convention center. It was at the Rio. Right. Uh, yeah. and, In uh, the VIP room upstairs. <laughs> and we... Uh, so I'm with, I'm with Rob and we're walking through and, and I see some of my contacts in Ohio and I go, guys, we need to connect with Rob. This was right after they lost. And we sat in a restaurant that was closed at a, in a booth. Um, 
and it was like Rob saying, look, you guys have sunk 20 plus million bucks into this. Mm. You know, for four or five million dollars, I think you can legalize medical marijuana and you can do it quickly. Oh, I know exactly when this was. This was November of four, of, of 15 because the elect, no. Yeah, the election was in uh, November 16. Yes. Yeah. The no- November 16 election. Um, uh, uh, and the uh, RNC was in Ohio, was in Cleveland. Uh, that was their convention that year. Gotcha. Okay. So Rob says for less than five million, we think we can get it done. And they say, well, you know, we don't know if we trust policy people. We need this to be commercially viable for us. And it was like, well, Adam will bridge the gap. Like, we'll make sure that it's reasonable for you as business people, but it's not obnoxious. And, you know, I spent a bunch of time in Ohio and we put the money together and then we wrote the draft regs, right? And we wrote the ballot initiative balancing all the sides, right? And I was right down the middle. The business guys would say, we want this. And I would say, well, we can't get all of that. Uh, and we then, can get this. Right. And, and I work this. with Rob and the MPP, poli- you know, the policy make, you know, people to say what will get done. So to fast forward, um, you know, we raise the money to get the signatures. We write the language. Um, and then out of nowhere, a couple of months later, medical marijuana is legal in Ohio. Mm. Some phone call takes place. Um, there's lobbyists working for us. And then there's lobbyists, you know, working for the governor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, and a phone call takes place and we have medical marijuana in Ohio. And it looks like 90% of what the program, you know, the, the, the outline that we that we that you proposed yeah. and it was it was it That's was wonderful the it, fastest in the history from no program to a program implemented sure and it was a result of the fact i believe firmly that they didn't want to be talking about legalizing medical marijuana while they're talking about who's going to be the next president of the united states which is which is i mean like, how crazy is that yeah, that no, where no. we come from we were involved in presidential politics in 2016 yeah you know and we used it to go ahead and make the world safer healthier and happier by legalizing medical marijuana amen to that, that's dude. a beautiful thing and and then now Go backwards a little bit to how did you guys come up with then Medman? Let's take a break and come back because I yeah. want to get to that part of the story. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this. We'll be right back with Cannabis Talk 101. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue Joe Grande. And Joe Grande, what time is it? What time is it? Dime time! That's right, folks. Sneak higher with Dime Industries. Find them in California, Arizona, and Oklahoma. Dime Industry has been a leading trusted source of clean and potent medicine using state-of-the-art hardware, including premium food-grade stainless steel glass, ceramic plates, and enhanced battery life. The 1,000 milligram cartridges are amazing. Check out the website, dimeindustries.com, or on Instagram, at dime.industries. Now, we're here with a very special guest, Adam Bierman, of course, with his new company, Red Workshop, but we've been talking with so many interesting stories. Great to know who Adam too. is, and I we're love it. I mean, you, you, you're like a. Um, there's just so much more. We just see Freddie. You're like, oh, Freddie, we did some business ten years ago. There's so many random things in the industry there's because so you've been so involved with it in the industry. And that being said, now we're getting to the part where I want to hear the story of so many great things. How did you and your cohort? come together to come up with MedMen? Who made up even the name, and how did that come together? Well, remember, and there was a bunch of other stores. Whoa. Sorry about that. I'm shooting stuff out. Yeah, exactly. I thought you were hitting that. There's a bunch of different stores that weren't MedMen yet, and it seems like. Well, were they all MedMen? I don't know if that ties in, so we have to go back to Because you had about 10 stores that that you helped open up, open up with your partner, and then I feel like. Let them them tell Go from there. Well, you tell you go from wherever you want to start. But yeah, yeah. T- walk us through how it happens, Adam, because I'm so curious. Well, if you want to, okay. Well, we, yeah, we could talk for 15 hours. So oh, if you want to skip to the first MedMen, well, whichever. Right? Well, I want to well, get if, to how it came. How did the power, company if name it's come? Powerful. If it's more powerful to say it the way with the other stuff, you know, uh, first and say that. We'll too. go back. So, so I think uh, the first uh, store that ever sounded like that was on, in downtown LA. It was called MedMan 40. 40 cap. Remember those days. Yeah, 40 cap. Yeah. <laughs> Before excise tax. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Medman 40, and it was like a riff on Andrew and my last names because I'm Beer Man and he's Maudlin, and it was Mod Man, and then it became Med Men, and then it became Med Man, and Andrew did a design of like the uh, Mad Men smoking the cigarette, and that was like the the poster in the wall when you walked in. It was on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, uh, complete, you know, trap shop. Yeah. Uh, and so that was the first time we ever kind of riffed off of that Med Man. Um, and we had other stores at the time. We opened Med Man 40, and I think we opened a store for a guy or with a guy named Herb Man 40, which was uh, down <laughs> on Western. Uh, that store was really dope. It was all purple inside with purple glass. It was, nice. it was wild. Um, but anyway, so. We have MedMan 40, um, and then once it gets to a place where we're going to do this for scale, it just made sense to make it plural. So it was MedMen 40. Um, I never slowed down to think, well, am I infringing on the Mad Men thing? Is this going to be a problem? And when we opened the West Hollywood store and called it that, I remember somebody grabbed me and said, did you see the creator of Mad Men's post on Instagram? I'm like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble. Yeah. And they're like, he loves it. No yeah. way. <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. we appreciate it. Um, not that it was an, oh, you know, but like it all worked out. Sometimes man. it's stressful. Yeah. You're yeah, like, I didn't shit. steal that from you. I didn't even think that. Oh my God. I'm <laughs> Had sorry. Had nothing to do with anything. I swear yeah. to God, I didn't, I didn't even think that they're going to look like this. Metroid. What? So that was the first stores, West Hollywood, you know, and that's, that's really the store that, you know, um, out of all of our stores, right? There's the Fifth Avenue. I became the Mothership. So, no, the one that's that's the store. Dog, right? that's the one I seen on Jimmy Kimmel. Right. And when yeah. I seen you guys right. on Jimmy Kimmel, I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. Kimmel's doing a bit for Med Men, yeah. and I'm like, you guys are killing it, right? And then I look at even all the things like what you. Oh, or let me ask you, did you put together the let me teach bud tenders at Med Men? Because when they went to Med Men, I've heard you've had bud tender training. Is that part of your? Yeah. Under your watch? Yeah. 
And see, and that's when I've heard, which I want to get into all the stories that I've heard about Adam taking this, doing the money that, doing this, buying. Hold on. Did you buy a plane? You guys have a plane for me here? No, no. Ah, Did you (laughs) buy a plane? I heard rumors. You, I remember hearing or reading that Adam Berman, CEO, whatever of Medman, bought a plane. I'm going to ask you directly. Did you buy a plane? No. Did the company? That's what's funny. No. That's what's funny, dog. How even shit? That's why I want to ask you directly. That's why I even said I want to ask you these questions. How does even a story out there? Or do you even know? How does a story get out there? Let them build the company first, and then let's. Let's, yeah, then know, let me tear apart the yeah. rumors. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay, the where first, are we starting? Let's go. Uh, well, yeah. so you got the first door, which I said, seen on Jimmy Kimmel. Where does it evolve to? I mean, we're the first of everything, right? At, at a certain point in time, the, the stars align, right? We start and, reading and stories. We're, we're talking about MedMen just opened up in this state. That's right. state. We, we, yeah. we doing yeah, it. We're breaking we stories. Were cover, we were covering We're covering it, you, know, you like, you know what I mean? It's CNN stuff. There, there, was, there was this period of time, like 2000 and... 15 to 18 right where everything opens up because of who we are at what point in history and all of our previous experience and all the lessons and all the stuff where it just lines up you know sure. it's like Shit when when a team blown. wins a championship you know you're like how did that happen it's like well fucking it all lined up right it all worked you had superstars you had you know you had like good chemistry you had some luck you know everything worked out you didn't have injuries it was, it was going you guys were winning right. the color scheme the whole apple feel when you walk we, in you guys set the bar I said that from jump remember we, I was like dude yeah. Medmin is right here in my book that's what I was saying the way they Thanks set it up and I gave praise to you and it was funny I go this dude Adam I don't even know you I just had your ID and your social security but I didn't know you never he was really to trying you. to get the gig but you know. the point is I looked at what you've done and you started this company with your partner as genius Aww. and then when people are going which reading they're going too hard they're going too hard I always said they will never fail Hear me now, believe me later. Why? Because they're too strong. They're doing too many big and good things that I like. And if they need money, they're going to sell some shit. Like any other big company. They bought a bunch of shit. They bought too much. They did too much. They're going, I like it. I like this company. Well, what, They'll just sell it off if they need my, it. My thought was, is you know, because you know, we had some, some debates with people on the show about whether or not men, men would go under. And... Joe and I were very adamant about Ironic. the whole time saying yeah. it's not going under. Like it's too big of a company. Someone will acquire it right before the Mark sh- and Craig the, didn't the, feel that way. The fil- before the whole thing sinks, like somebody it will just say, "Well, I could still use that." Oh yeah, and, I'll buy that and, name. And not saying that it was sinking. I'm just saying that that the, the, the it, it had a feel sometimes. It's like it's like saying that you know Nike's going to go out of business. Never. It's like they could they could run the company off the fucking side of a cliff, and someone's like, "Well, I'll acquire that." <laughs> I mean, it's Nike. same concept with MedMen. Is how it's we what felt. we felt. Like, I, I know, think there's Nike. two there's two universes here, right? And I think um, if we want to really understand things, like you have to start there. There's the universe of the public markets and the you know institutional investor world, right? Which is probably a universe that like has never even listen to the show understands the show or whatever be on the show um you know uh and in that world there are these day trading retail investors right that mix with that world and they kind of follow those trends and then you have the reality of you know our physical world here today about what's real and what's not right and so when you say it's too big what i say is you know medman has the best retail assets in the world right and completely defensible we built a fifth avenue store and so, you know, if we talk about good decisions, bad decisions, for me, it's all about what point in history, right? So when I built the Fifth Avenue store, I believed that weed would be legal in New York in the next couple of years. And I believed that the street would support us in supporting and carrying the cost of a store on Fifth Avenue that would introduce the world 
you know, that's visiting, you know, New York to legal weed. And once it went adult use, that would be a $50 million a year store. So is that store going anywhere? (laughs) Like, no, it's the only store on Fifth Avenue that's going to be there like that. Because as you guys know, there's all the defensible like uh, zoning stuff for the real estate. It's about being first. So at a point in history today, when MedMen's trading near an all-time low as an investor, right? You, you realize MedMen's market cap isn't even like reflective of four of those stores I mentioned. Like I could take four flagship stores and say they're alone worth more, and MedMen has thirty stores in five or six states plus everything else. And, right? and I would say that too. Going, those big stores are paying for those other stores, well, folks. That's the way the game works. That's that's the game. So just so just be real about where we are in the arc of history, because when we raised the first private equity fund ever for weed, and we raised one hundred fifty million dollars, and we deployed it, and everybody's making money. Everybody wanted that growth, like being first carried with it all the opportunities right and we were first for so long and then you know as soon as the music stops and you know you kind of have to tread water for a while whether that's because you made a bad decision whether that's because you got unlucky whatever whatever it is stuff happens when you're going that hard it's like this weird thing that that investor universe wants that that's why they're backing you that's why they're patting you on the back everybody's go 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 adam's going hard go adam they're they're really telling you what to do Fuck yeah, and that's you what they want. I mean? that's and they're, why they're giving you money. money. Here's yeah. money. Here's they're, money. They're like, Go get it done. Yeah. Go get it done. You're saying I, I'm, we're going to do it, and they're going, fuck yeah, you're going to do it more than that. How much do you need to get it done? Here's more. And right? then when the market sees up, or when, for example, with us, our now big thing was Pharmacan, <laughs> right? We did this, the biggest M&A deal in the history of weed. Back to stories that aren't told, right? We did the biggest M&A deal were you at the part time. Of those, were you part of those raises? I mean, was that something that you were spearheading at the time? Was, or was it was only me. You were bringing it all in. It you were just building that whole. Unfortunately, unfortunately, great job. That's that's why much, I, said, I praised you, no, dog. Well, 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 I, that's why I say I didn't tell you this earlier, but I, we, gone. Blue it's and not, I, did. We praised you, like, dude, this dude Adam's a genius. Well, yeah. If you go, you could go back to a ton of shows, and, and we've we've talked highly of you for for a lot of times, and and because listen, it, you're building a plane in the middle of fucking air. Or buying one. Literally. From the rumors that we hear about you. Or, yeah, or buying it, <laughs> or buying one, and then building it right, and and and, and it's Bedman. Yeah, it's this massive machine that no one ever invented and still is. It right? still is. It That's still the truth is. Right the, now. the, the, the fun part. You know what I'm saying? Like you look at it, it's still there. If they've started, they're still it's doing not, it. And not, in five years, in it, five years, maybe the assets are worth two billion dollars. Like I, you know, I don't know. It, it so, will be. So look it, at it, it how look at how all this stuff works. Like in real time today, there's the value for the investors that buy the public stock. In real time today, there are the 1,500 employees or whatever the number is that are earning, you know, union wages because we were sure. the first nationally union, like union kind of company like sure. that. You know. In you're these the pioneer, stores. bro. All that's Hands happening, down, right? you guys. You change. are the pioneer of doing well, that. Well, and I, and I, I applaud. Well, we you. applaud you for that because we've recognized well, what you've done, putting your neck on the line, going into these communities where it was a taboo, and doing it, and standing on the soapbox saying this is medicine and this is everything. God bless those women in Florida that changed your whole value uh-huh. and look for it because hopefully those kids and so many kids are benefit from it because you've done a lot of great things with okay. this company. And you crashed some shit. Tell us about that. That being said, up. yeah, let's talk about let's the things that we've read and heard because. I, I remember hearing uh, a you, you well first off Adam up. and here's the thing we've all done it though. that's the thing dog when yeah. we look at you and I'm saying we because I, we've dude. talked about you without knowing you and we've Are gone like I'm just, no, no I'm just off? tapping you he's, he's flipping we've you done obviously. some shit he's like this going dude this dude's <laughs> built a vision and did he take that money 
So, I, and well, I don't even well, know the well, story well, because no, I've well, only heard off some random bullshit, I feel like, dog. Well, yeah, like, of like, course wh- you have. And, but I've heard and we've reported and, and seen stories, Adam Berman, CEO, embezzling this, embezzling that, kicked him off yeah. of this. It's been like fucking headline news like you're the Kardashian, <laughs> right? <laughs> like Kardashian. there was a Kardashian moment for you. I feel like with me and my research and my thing, I felt like you were the Kardashian of cannabis because your name and MedMen and like the whole logo to me was... Ah, that big red and white, the Apple store, you're up here. And then he did what? So talk about some of these stories that you've read, seen, and heard about yourself. What is true? What is not? You said plane, not true. That's the first one I heard. You didn't buy a plane then? No. (laughs) This is my deposition. No. (laughs) So so Adam, never never had enough cash to buy a plane. Why do you think a guy who gets into business who couldn't (laughs) afford a a one-bedroom apartment and food, is is that case? Is the case over? Yes. And what were you guilty or not guilty of any no. charges? No they charge. actually it was so it was so on the other side, right? All, a lot of this stems from this CFO who was just a complete, you know, piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, who walked out in the middle what of the day. What was his name? James Parker. Nice. He walked out in the middle of the day because he couldn't do his job. Parker. And he didn't like the fact that <laughs> as opposed one. to being accountable for his stuff, right? right? It had to be somebody else's fault. Parker. And, and he <laughs> held us hostage and extorted us. He wanted at the time like some crazy number in the eight-figure range wow. to come back and to be a CFO and, and, and effectuate a transition. And, you know, back to, like, the real stories, right? Being who we were and then the character that I was at that time, being who we were, like you said, pioneer the first through, which, you know, I, I am Grateful. really appreciative that you see that, right? Oh, but also, yeah. let's also appreciate that the first person busting through the door in any kind of war scenario is getting fucking shot. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's it's the people at that all are angles. Te- from everywhere, right? <laughs> bang, bang. And 360. So I'm like the crazy dude that busted through so many of these doors and you're like, with all the holes, how are, what? Like, are you still standing? And I'm like, yes, next door. And right behind me, once I walked through this last door, which was really, you know, institutionalizing which would be the word right like the asset class making it legit making it investable creating public currency for it once i broke through that door right i I couldn't i couldn't go anymore i was i was i was done um uh, uh but i also had done my job Right. It's like I, I, I fall to the finish line and now we have an industry, you know, bigger than coal, employing all these people. Everybody's listed like on, you know, public. It's amazing. But but I couldn't make it. And that's because part of going through all those doors was there had to be a caricature. This is how I look at it. I, you know, I'm, uh, my analysis of, of this. There had to be a caricature. Whoever was the face of the mainstreaming of marijuana, South Park was gonna do an episode on them. It didn't matter if it was me, right? Yeah. And you know, it, it didn't Did matter. Did they do one on you? Did South Park hit you? Well, of course. I love you. That's even better. Hey, that's when you know you made it. <laughs> that's what I said. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> hey, talk shit about me, player. That's, Thank you. That's what I said. I can't wait. But, but wasn't South Park and wasn't late night TV going to do something about no whoever was, if it was you, whoever. Oh, believe yeah. me, you're all the isms and the ists and the this and the that yeah. and you're spoiled and you're this and you're buying planes and you're st- like, and the funny part always for me was, you know, to do all of this, right? I'm out of my fucking mind. I'm looking at it now like I was a monomaniacal lunatic, right? Just possessed every day. You know, you I look at, think about my calendar now. Like, you know, I would wake up and I'd have breakfast in New York, lunch in Toronto, and then fucking dinner in West Hollywood. You know, like that kind of insanity. Um, right. and, 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 and that's a day. And, and, and that's normal, a day. Normal day. That's a fucking day. It, it, it need to happen. Right? It but that's the type of stuff happen. that you did, right? So that was the life you lived. So I was doing that. And then late night TV, right, you would 
what you would caricature, the caricature of the first weed dealer to legitimize and put a suit on, go on Fox or CNBC, right, would be, oh, must be trust fund privilege, white, you know, all the other stuff that then came with that, you know. And then when Parker files his lawsuit, right, he adds all the ists and isms, and it's like, what the fuck, me? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, you got sued me? for all kinds of things. Then. Well, no, he sued for wrongful termination, saying, hey, I can't do my job, I want money anyways because I don't believe in myself and, you know, I'm worth nothing. And then to try to extort us, he added all the ists and isms um, to try to get us to fold. And this is my last stand where I go, if I'm going to die, I'll die, but I'm not going to bitch out here. Like, I'm not folding yeah, go to fuck this, right? right? Yeah. And so it takes three years and I keep my mouth shut or two years, keep my mouth shut the whole time, right? And then we go have this trial and he is so... He has made up everything to such an extreme that the jury comes back and actually says, you're in the wrong to him. Shut up. And we need to figure out how much money you owe these guys no. for the last three years. Right. And then they say, well, sorry, we can't quantify that number. So we'll just have it like basically in the record. Like he fucked up. We didn't fuck Squash up at it. all. But the story but is, he doesn't know anything. but the story always lands on you. And well, the reflection doesn't me. come back to clear it up. It's the, the caricature com- of me. Sure. And I have to be okay with that because, yeah. you know. That was your job. I, it's That's okay, though. And, and, so, and the, the blessing of this curse is this, dude. And it's not a curse. It's a, the blessing and the curse is you, you get to experience that. And he's done it. And once your mind expands from its original form, it never goes back. And so. Amen. You, you now walk that line that, you know. Not I ended, many have had. That I understand walk. that you, you're able to, to do it again. You get the power to decide whether or not you want to do it again, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be that business. Maybe it's something else, but the, the exercising that your brain has allowed uh, to expand is by far more th- worse than it's any an, other impressive. sword or word that could be harmed or formed against you. It's almost impossible. So congratulations for that. Like, and, like I said, and, I'm a fan. You know what I mean? And I, we I both love are. It. And we both guys. are, Adam. And that being said, as a fan and as a broadcaster here, I think of one more story that I hear that's Yeah, let's go through all mind. of them. Let's go. Well, I don't, the funnier thing is I don't know all of them. I, don't know, I know of two things that I've heard, to be honest with you, right? The plane was one of them and that he embezzled $5 million to buy a home. I, and I and love, maybe $2 million, four, I don't know. And maybe I made up five in my head, but I don't know. Let's but, let so, people into... A little bit of what my life was because it's entertaining even though looking back I'm like ha ha that's funny but it was me having to do it but also then it sheds lights on these stories and on on my personal MedMen stories but also on how this industry happened right so I love talking about I love now talking about it with you so here's a story so we finally pull off being able to be listed on the Canadian Securities Exchange and when we were listed there our market capitalization the total value of our company was bigger than the whole exchange so, so if you take all the companies and hey, you dude, add them up, how dope does that feel? Knowing you fucking right? put that <laughs> together, that, that is so amazing. Say I'm gonna take twenty million. <laughs> so, so we did that, right? And Woo. like again, the arrows and the bullets, like to get through that. That's not. I wake up out and I'm like, ah, oh, this happened. It's like you know, we got to go fight some people because nobody wants that to happen. That fundamentally shifted the future of weed right there. In that Canada had this thing locked. Right now, people don't talk about that. Four or five years ago, that's all you would talk oh, about. Oh, it was big. Right? We- Canada had this locked because they legalized weed before us, because their public markets accepted it before us, and they built multi-billion dollar companies before us wow. that had talent from global conglomerates you know, running it. And we had trap shops and bullshit. So 
they had this thing to themselves. And when we went and tried to do this, the investment bankers in Canada did everything they could to stop us. The Canadian companies did everything they could to stop us. And even the Canadian investors, you know, didn't like the fact that some Americans were going to come up and show everybody off. But at the same time, you know, being that person I had to be at the time to move this forward, I went to Canada and in front of thousands of people said, you know, Canada was the appetizer. The U.S. is coming, you know, and of course, you know, the Back Canadians, up. the people are going to... Who's this guy? Shut who's up. this guy? Yeah. Who's this guy? Shut your mouth. <laughs> but, you know, I had to do that kind of stuff to get the eyeballs on this to make all this happen, right? So anyways, we make it happen. We're listening for $1.65 billion. I raised $100 million after a two-week roadshow around the world. I'm in New York because Two I, weeks. Two weeks. Hundred million. Who set that roadshow? Just a team of your boys. A team and and bankers that that I got team, to to, to say. Yeah. And it was the first time that roadshow had happened, right? After and how much that, did you raise again? A hundred. Every other company after that took our same list and went to the same people. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it all started, which is great. Um. So, anyways, I'm on the you know like professionally, I should be at the top of the world. I'm in Manhattan because the next day we have media all day. I'm on the New York Stock Exchange floor. I'm supposed to be talking. I'm, I'm at MSNBC or CNBC off in New Jersey on Mad Money and Power Lunch. Like nobody in weed had ever done this kind of thing before. Well, right. right. So the big so, leagues. I go to sleep and I bring my family with me because I want them there. Of course. And they're in the room next to me so I can get my rest and be focused for the next day. And I wake up the next day and I roll over and I've got, you know, 500 messages on my phone. And I start reading them, and there's this blog article that's posted mm. about what you're talking about. Andrew and I stole money, bullshit, bullshit. So going I going viral, right? Of I course. Mean, well, yeah. isn't that fun stuff to read? Yeah, isn't yeah. That I was pushing it. I was pushing by? it. I pushed Thank it. Don't you. worry. Thank you. I'm just that. kidding. I'm totally kidding. Well, we hit that fucking button. Thank <laughs> you. You owe my grandkids. Share, share, <laughs> share. Look at this fucking guy. I was praising him. That asshole. So you go Not like you. You go like how? You know how did that happen? Well, weeks earlier. Right, one of these groups up in Canada that ran a marketing scheme where basically they pump marketing to retail investors saying, invest in this penny stock, invest yeah, in this, invest pump, in that. Pump and dump. Right, sure. these marketing people, they were um, uh, getting paid by almost every Canadian public company at the time because Canada public markets are much more loose and aggressive than American ones. Sure. So these guys get a hold of us, they get a hold of my head of communications, and they say, hey, um, you need to pay us $2 million so we can do all this stuff to help you once you guys list. And my head of communications is like, Mm, I think we're good. And then they wrote back and said, well, the alternative is we're going we're gonna to start writing you know, bad shit and we're going to tank your stock. And he has the email and he's going, I'm confused, Adam. And we have this conversation like, well, in the U.S. is called like, blackmail. I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. Strong arm. Yeah. In, yeah. in Canada, you know, I say go fuck yourself. So, you know, it was a go fuck yourself. We're not going to be extorted. Yeah. So this guy goes ahead and writes this article. Because you extorted You still <laughs> ask me if I stole money. Like, the Again, the crazy part wow. is I'm not the party guy. The also crazy part is at this point, this is my life's work. I'm taking no money. I'm doing the opposite, right? And that sounds crazy for somebody who went from zero to making millions and millions of dollars. But at this point in you know, a multi-billion dollar company as the CEO, I have people telling me, I have board members telling me, take money off the table, sell some stock. You know, you have to do life planning for your family. I didn't start with money. Right, right. You know what I said? I said, fuck you. This thing's going to be American Airlines. I'm buying more stock. Can I have more cash? And as MedMen's stock price after the PharmaCan deal broke was going down, I was buying about, you know, seven figures worth of stock. Right. So, you know, this thing of I'm stealing money, it's so funny you're to really, me. You're really putting <laughs> money back in the company. <laughs> you're, buying, you're putting your money back into it. You're like, betting you're, on you. At that time. Yeah. 
I had. Feels so, familiar. So here's here's a really cool. <laughs> yeah. Bet on yourself. Right. Jeez. I mean, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Here's a really cool scene from the movie. Whenever you know when that Let's gets made. Go. So. Oh no, a, there's a Mad Men movie, hands down. Yeah. So the really cool scene where we're like a couple weeks after we list. And uh, I have, you know, money managers for the first time in my life. I don't know what that means, but I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just working, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they say, hey, we need to sit down with you. And it's like, well, I'm in the office all day. You can come in the office. So they fly people in. They have, you know, half a dozen people in my conference room. And I'm annoyed that I even have to take the meeting. And they put up on the screen, you know, this is what your net worth is in quotes based on how much stock I own, which, you know. I, you know, it's just made up number. It's just, yeah. I can't what even. Was it what was it? Like what? What? what it's a number? crazy number. Like crazy fucking 14 number. million number. Crazy. What's what's crazy? <laughs> Hundreds of millions of dollars. Crazy, nice. right? Yeah. That's so what I want to hear. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So 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 you know, we're we're sitting down there and they're saying, "Here's hundreds of millions of dollars," and they're saying, "So what you do is." You sell this much stock, and we put it in this, and you can live the rest of your life. And it was like 5%. It was nothing, you know? Yeah. And I said, get the fuck out of my office. You know, I'm not selling anything. And, you know, my money guys are like, well, I flew this guy in from Texas. Get the fuck out of my office. I got to work. You see what? I'm changing the world here, you know? Yeah, right. yeah. So I'm if busy. I was, I, I almost wish I was. I almost wish I was experienced enough um, to understand that at that point in time, you know, you take 50% of it off the fucking table and you turn it into cash. But the thing about that guy at that time was if I had that mentality, we would not have had MedMen and the industry would not be what it is right, today. Sure. We needed that person. You, need, you didn't want to cash out. I'm, wanna, I'm all in. I right. want to get so We needed no that. Reason to, to yeah. that's, and that's, that's almost every entrepreneur's first mistake is they start ta- they start taking right they want to take the money while they're I need growing. to cash out and you're hard. trying to piggy bank the motherfucker you can't piggy bank it and 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 going 150 miles an hour one fucking small move is a is a catastrophic fucking disaster it's not a you know you, you when you're going 150 miles an hour it, it you move a little slip is a catastrophic one uh, you know the, the attorney general of the united states bill barr cost me whatever the number is a quarter billion dollars with one conversation you know yeah. so mm. those things can happen and that's why the money managers are right if you're going to be a responsible grown-up but the industry didn't need a responsible grown-up to be the fucking face and the person first through the door right they needed somebody that was willing to be the martyr you know at the end of that journey because they just sure. didn't know any better which i didn't well, and get then it. get it right yeah. behind me you know which again like let's talk about it right right behind me we're so lucky we're so fortunate as an industry now to have the Boris Jordans and to have the Ben Kovlers. Cause you know what, yep. for this point in time where we're going to now hand this off to AB InBev, when we're going to hand this off to Molson Coors, we're going to hand this mm. off to, you know, whoever it is, right. Through Brooklyn, Tilray, yeah. through Cronus, yeah. through however, right. Pick the company. As Let's we're going to do that. Like I'm not the guy to do that, but Ben Kovler, you know, with the Jim Beam dynasty family background, they exactly know how to do that. Right. 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 And big so, companies, which we've been saying too, dog. Right? They, so they know how to way. how to do this because the big 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 they've scale. been through it right? right and 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 I always say it and I have to say it right Boris Jordan is Adam the master did, but, right? yeah but little Adam didn't have it all figured and out and not only that right? little Adam didn't come from a fucking <laughs> silver spoon with his daddy who no, was on the but market you, you, teaching well, it, his son exactly this is what point. you do and you should it, take it, tap out it son it goes back to that Ohio right like the, you know like there's there's you know yeah okay watch out we got this you know and so, oh, okay and he's working his best and working hard so where is it now I mean no no back up to I don't know where it's now but. I want to go back to before where it's now is that after that meeting, I want to know what your thoughts on are, why they let you go as the CEO, because they had to vote. And how does that even go down? Like, I can't imagine the feelings and the mm. mental like you motherfuckers. Oh I've led this company this far. You believed in Adam all this far. And now <laughs> at two brute. 
is how I feel when I think about what well, happened he, to you. Well, if you're telling the, me well, he sold, that he you did sold. not steal the money for the ho- for the home, if you're telling me you did not buy yourself a plane, because as I looked at it from the outside, I went, okay, if I'm if, if, you're, if I'm on the board of you, it's us three. I'm gonna look at blue. Hey, blue. Adam's fucking getting us, dog. I don't got a plane. You got a plane? Have you even like, been invited on the plane? How come you got a plane? I got my own plane. Can I get a fucking? Can I get a Volkswagen? I mean, what can, <laughs> what can I get, player? You know what I'm saying? Like, so my point is, if those two things didn't happen, which are the only two stories I've heard, and I think you should be paid uh, above and beyond for everything Millions you did, so there's no dollars, mal- yeah. there's no uh, uh, value of what you took home that even would bother me. Like, and there wouldn't even be a. I bought a home for five million dollars. Yeah, you're damn right I did. Yeah. Like I would. Why not? Fuck yeah, I did. You're <laughs> damn right I did. I did. If I owned your, if I was you. And I'd look at everybody and be like, you're dead. if everybody here, one day I'm going to buy a $5 million home. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to use this fucking money to do it. I'm going to look at everybody and say, you're damn right I did. Yeah. So my point is, I looked at when I heard these stories, just to give you, that's why I said I'm going to give you my insight on what I looked at you as. I didn't say, oh, I can't believe I heard this story. And now it's not even true. He's my hero. I looked I, at I, it as, I like it. I like, like I, what I, he's been doing. I love the hustle. Shouldn't he make some money? What, he put this together from what I've read. I, I understood that you started with the, with this guy at an early age, from my understanding of what I put together. But I didn't know you hear the whole story, so I looked at it as appropriate business, right? So now, how did you feel, and how did you find out you were getting let go as the CEO? Back to the movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> we've all, we've all seen, or well, those have watched Social Network. We've you know, there's the scene where they show up in the boardroom at you know first thing in the morning. Zuckerberg's partner, and, dude. This is know, what you're doing. You're right? living this yeah, right now. We're so, talking this through. Like yeah, it's so crazy. So, so that, I feel that like that I'm looking me. at the scenarios, right? And that was me <laughs> at 7:30 in the morning. At 7:30 in the morning, I show up. I had this purple lunch pail. Like over, you know, I'd, I'd pack my lunch. Cause I'm a fucking grinder, man. You know, so eat on the couch with a sandwich. Pack my lunch. You know, I'm like, you know, skipping on into work at fucking seven fifteen in the morning or whatever it is, like ready to go crush. And I'm feeling pretty good. Um, and they're waiting for me in the boardroom. Who's they? Um, it was the chairman of the board and his personal lawyer. The chairman of the board ends up being, um, you know, one of the unfortunate uh, uh, pieces in all of this, right? He's he's horrible, and uh, he won't admit it too. But again, like, I'm, I, you know, there's parts that I'm horrible at. It's that nobody had the experience to do this. And the people that did, they wouldn't come join us because it was it was too far out. Right. The people I interviewed to come be the CFO from Walmart or whatever. They're like, I'm not going to go work in a weed company. I'll never get a job again. Right. Yeah. You have to remember where this industry at that was. time, too. Yeah. Now it's changed a little again, bit. But that's changed that a lot. It's changed a lot. Now. You're right. and, and again, you're, 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 you're flying that plane. In the middle of the air, totally putting it together, going jump in, and everybody's like, "I need like, you, no. I need you," and no one wants to get in that plane, right? But then, but then, you know, the, you find the ones that you can, and you do the best you can, and you try to pilot it, right? I looked at it like I was coaching a baseball team, and we didn't have uh, big league players, but we were in the big leagues, and my job was just to get the most out of and them. And there's no crying in baseball, right? And that's that's <laughs> how it was. So you want the story? So I've never told this story. Here we go. All right. The movie. This is what you get for being so amazing, uh, which you guys really are. This interview is so fun. We appreciate you. So here's a real story. We're going to be friends forever. I don't care. I got your number. I'm calling you. I'm sending you pictures tonight. I'm sending you my scar pictures just so you can get grossed (laughs) out. You're going to be like, I hate this. It's okay. I turned my phone off at seven. (laughs) Don't worry. I'll still hit you later. Yeah. Uh, All right. Here's never been told before, ladies and gentlemen. At at midnight, you're going to get a text that says, (laughs) peekaboo. Never. Here we go. The day... he finds out. So we're so um, uh, we do the Pharmacan deal, which means we enter into this deal. It's the biggest in the history of the world for marijuana in our country, um, and the deal was valued at three, four hundred million, some number, big number. And Pharmacan finished MedMen, so it was like the key that finished us to the whole country. They had the markets that we didn't have, um, and uh, we fit really well. So we got that deal done, and we were the. F- it was the first time in history in our country that. 
a marijuana deal had to go through HSR, which is the antitrust uh, process that uh, the Department of Justice oversees when um, uh, anti-competitive stuff can happen, right? When AT&T buys Sprint, it doesn't just happen. It has right. to go through that process. Like the whole monopoly right. assets. Away, so yeah. this was so large that it ended up on the DOJ's desk. Wow. And it was the first time that they had <laughs> looked at an HSR filing for a federally illegal weed business. Right. And so interesting. And, and it's being well, they processed. did that with Clear Channel back in the day. Like so Clear you can only own eight radio stations in a market. So it's the same kind of concept right here. Right. So this right here, like no market like as a I don't care if you're CBS, NBC, ABC, Clear Channel, iHeart. You can only own eight entities in every market. Same kind of concept like this. So we go through HSR and it's supposed to the way it's supposed to work. It's so funny is it takes six months. And if they don't tell you you can't do it as of day one, month six, you can do it. Okay. It's like uh, wow, they don't yeah. tell you; they just don't talk. To they you. don't tell you that you can't. Yeah. So we spend all this money. We hire up. We've got like transition people and project managers. Because think about at this point, we have like fifteen hundred that whatever employees. They have how many employees? This is a multi-thousand. Culver person. City was a whole biggest. <laughs> yeah. You know, like packed. Right, and and this was like ten states and. It's a lot of work to be in a place where you can be like, it closed, and now we're running all the stores as MedMen, right? Sure. So we invest this money, which, again, we're being rewarded because our stock is going up, and people want to give us money because they want to fuel what is now the biggest company in the world. Um, we get to uh, the day before month six, and the DOJ writes us a letter saying not approved. And they say we want all this information. And then we spend the next six months right, getting up to that final day. And when we got uh, close to that final day, we were so weak um, because we had spent so much getting ready and it had taken so long and the street was so fatigued and the market sucked too at the time um, that uh, it ended up being a big problem, right? And the deal breaks. And it breaks because I've got predatory lenders that want to take advantage of selling off assets because we don't comply with their loan because we can't do what we're supposed to do because we're under contract to buy a company that's taking a year to fucking buy. And until we buy them, we can't do anything, right? Except spend money. So I'm going to fast forward for a second and come back. I find out years later through the whistleblower case in the Bill Barr uh, inquiry, right? Uh, there was a whistleblower case uh, where the Attorney General of the United States, they said, you know, they did all this stuff and they had hearings. In the hearing, they talk about MedMen. And I'm going, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> they, 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 part of the conversation was Bill Barr came in and said, don't let this deal happen because I'm not wow. going to let this industry happen, right? And so back, back through, first through the door, now you guys have guests on, right? I don't know, the last huge merger, what was it? Harvest and uh, TrueLeaf? Maybe it was the last big industry merger. Sure. Like, they go through HSR like nothing now. Well, have it's a heart fucking, out there. And well, Washington's done. huge, too. They have so many. It's done, but, yeah. but it's done, right? That Because the are there's easy. so many that's gone through because we, we did it. Even though Bill right. Barr said, don't do it, we got it through. But again, like too many arrows, too many people on us. So um, we get through the deal breaks, and our predatory lender, Gotham Green, has us in their crosshairs, right? I'm already fighting. The minute I sign Gotham Green, $250 million investment, they're trying to fucking pick me off, right? They're going around to... Uh, board members talking about CEO replacements. They because, want I don't, me out. I don't understand that. Why? I don't make me understand that because I don't understand. Well, if it. you look at what Gotham ended up doing to Ianthus, it's a similar thing, right? Ianthus made Gotham made loans into Ianthus, and then they wiped all the. Equity. I don't know Ianthus, so explain that one. So Gotham is this predatory lender 
right? Okay. And then um, they lend to- they they lent to Ianthus, which was a public company. Okay. And with the loan come all these caveats, which are handcuffs, which you, when you need the money and you're in your weed, you're like, I don't care. I've been saying yes to money with fucking strings forever. And they go, yeah, but you never dealt with real Wall Street motherfuckers. You never dealt with people like us who are going to skin your kid. Who this contract is deep. <sighs> 300 you know, pages deep. <laughs> like, and, you know, the stuff is, you know, it's, it's rough. So anyways, I didn't realize this as I signed it and my team didn't protect me and the board didn't know, you know, all those things your that happened. Your lawyers didn't look first, over that same. Of course they did. But, but whatever, that's fine. But okay, they, go they, ahead. They were signing they, stuff they, like they, that at the they time. Weren't, they also weren't probably as... As, uh, savvy to the game and knowing it because yeah. it hasn't happened you know, you're talking to some you know the, all that the, it's the, all first the, still yeah so, part so who of knows stuff, the rules and laws for example they knew exactly what they were doing how about the other that? people and did. i didn't yeah, yeah yeah right so think about this first right time. one of the things says you can't raise equity dollars i'm sorry you can't raise debt unless we approve it um and you can't raise equity unless we approve it and it's above a certain price well, if the stock price goes down and then we have a deal that we're ready to close next month and it takes a year, don't you think I need to raise money? You think these guys want to approve us raising money? Mm-mm. Now they're sitting there going, it's up to us. Let's see. Tick tock, tick tock. Because once we, they have a thing that if we have less than I think it was 20 million bucks in the bank, it was a default. Oh. Right. So they end up having me buy the short hairs, won't let me raise money unless it's equity. And at the time, the stock was in free fall. So there's no equity being raised and they won't let us they raise debt. You guys it. are falling. They see your stock numbers dropping. It. Well, they it's see. dropping. And it's partially because of them, right? Because right. they won't let me stop the bleeding because I can't go raise a $50 million loan to say MedMen's fully capitalized. We're going to get through this. So out, I find out on... Uh, and uh, this is them doing this on purpose almost so they can own, own the Not ass. almost. No, they have to on, on purpose. purpose. Yeah, they have so they did it with Ianthus. They have to make you look bad. They have to. Ianthus, they, out they end up failing. Big business, baby. And then Big they business take, play, too. They love take, that, though. I love the, just the just game a, yeah. right now. This is a game at home. Like, you guys, they're listening and watching. This is game. Like this, this is, is real shit. Like you said, this game. could be a movie too. Yeah, because no. this is hands down crazy. It, it was crazy. The, the so squeeze. we we win, right? So like, Ianthus loses. They wipe the equity. They get the assets. It's like the movie Walls Gordon Gecko shit, right. right? They get all the assets of Ianthus for a few million bucks because they defaulted on their loan. Well, I never defaulted because I fought them the whole fucking time, and I get a guy to give us an equity check that solves my problems. Um, uh, 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 and I find out on Christmas Eve that he dies of a. Uh, of a stroke. No. Okay. So uh, we already announced. Gets deeper. We announced. But I didn't know this sideways twist. <laughs> this is, this is now. Wrong. Now this is like like you know. Is there is there more people involved? Is well, this, now yeah. it's trust funds. Now hold on, continue, well, please. This is let's great. Let's go. This goes deep. So this could, is, this could go. I really never deep. told this story. Here this we go. is so cool. Yeah. yeah continue. This could get really deep. So uh, so I raise money from this guy. This guy dies of a stroke after we announce it. When we announce it. Um, we had a meeting set with Gotham. You already had the check, though. Uh, no, we had signed stuff. Signed so, checks no from money. The jo- no, no, no. Yeah, but, but, Not the well, check. We had signed, signed agreement. You can you can speak on it because it, the deal's done, right? So Correct. Because, right? So, so which signed, is how you raise more money, essentially, because more people want to jump in because right? you had that. B- because well, you just made a huge announcement that hey, we got the funding, blah blah blah, and then everybody's like, oh shit, they're I'm going in. for another ride. Now everybody comes. So go ahead. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we sign it, and then we had a meeting with Gotham, and they blow the meeting off, right? Because they lost, because that money set us forward, and I was already going through a restructuring because the deal didn't happen. So I had to lay off a bunch of people. We were a different company, and they're like, you should hire a chief restructuring officer. I'm like, 
to do what? To fire people? I'll go look them in the face and I'll thank them for their time and I'll fire them. This is my baby. I'm not running away. And we heard that. That was a big story. Medmen lays off X amount of, of course people. we do, yeah. right? That's the that's part of the process, right? They grew yeah. this big and went boop. Yep. So, you know, I'm running the restructuring. I figured out the money. Gotham doesn't want to talk to us because they lost their game. This guy dies, unfortunately. And on Christmas Eve, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm done. And I get a, I call uh, 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 an investor, a hedge fund in Canada on Christmas Eve in the evening. The guy, uh, his wife was Jewish and he's Muslim, I think. So I'm like, oh my God, so this, this fucker's going to pick up. Please pick exactly. up. Exactly. They're not Christmas celebrating. Eve. And, uh, and he picks up the phone and this oh, guy. Well, is, because he's Muslim and Jewish. It's perfect. Of course, yeah, yeah, perfect. I, I get it. It's a real I thing. It. Oh, yeah. I get it. No, I got I'm, my Muslim brothers. I kick it with just, like, ironically just, only on Christmas but, Eve. But, 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 I mean, but, you know, you're throwing the dice. And but just why not? Call I'm calling Canada. Yeah. So what happened? Yeah, so, so I call him. Hello. And this individual, this was the fund that was supposed to put money into MedMen when Gotham scooped them. So a year earlier, six months, whenever it was, I had a deal with them in hand. And Gotham's like, take our deal instead. Right? And I get duped and I take this predatory deal and I tell the Canadian guys, I'm so sorry. And they are livid, as they should have been. Right, That was a hard choice. I want to be in. Yeah. So now I call him back on Christmas Eve a year later. And I haven't spoken to him. And I say, here's the predicament. Um, and he says, I'm in. Uh, you know, we'll paper it up. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. The story gets better. Uh, he says, I'll call you back. And, and another guy calls me back from another fund and says, I'm in. And he says, it's going to take a couple days, but you're fine. I said, okay. So that night happens, then we have Christmas Day, then we have the next day, and these guys go AWOL. And they were part of the group when Gotham came in and I did that deal. These guys felt slighted up there because I, whatever. Right. So they fucked me. So they said we were in just they so we wouldn't, just look, to... we wouldn't look anywhere else. And then on like three, four days later, 27th, 28th, they say, ha, 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 sorry, fuck you. You guys screwed with us a year ago. You know, payback's There's a payback. bitch, right? So now I'm in the 27th, 28th, and, you know, and the money that's- this is big money here. We're not, you know- How many not, millions? Yeah, we're, Lots. Yeah, I mean, you're 100? not- you, uh, no, this was like 20, 30, 50, okay. you know, those, those kind oh, of ranges. Yeah, like, no, yeah. Still good. Oh, like 20, 30, 50, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm looking to do about a 50, $100 million raise, but we'll talk about that later. And, and it's a true, true, true statement, but, but we'll, we'll go on the, to, to that later. Okay, so, so what happened? So, so, so now we're, we're fast forwarding, and now I get a hold of our biggest investor, and it's the chairman of the board that represents them. Um, they're a big family office out of Chicago. And I get a hold of them, and I say, man, like, I've done everything. I pulled this off. This guy died. And then on Christmas Eve, these people say yes. And then I got another group in Canada to say yes for half of it. On like the 27th or 28th, I say, I need you to come in for the other half. He says, Adam, you've done everything we've asked you to do. We're there for you. I mean, these are multi-billion dollar family office, right? For them, 10 million bucks is like, yeah, you know, that's easy. Right. So I'm like, oh my God, it's the 20th, whatever it is. Like, 20, oh, yeah. we did it. Then the chairman of the board, their, their representative calls me back. I goes, dude, I'm so sorry. Uh -uh. What are you so sorry about? It's not me, but, you know, my boss needs a personal guarantee on this money. So well, how does that work? I'm like an officer for the company. Well, you know, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. But the way we're going to write our check is you got to PG the money that in a year the stock will be worth at least that or we're going to take it from you. Yeah, yeah, convertible note, basically, right? No, so no, 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 no. Fully responsible. This was, this this was, this is, it's you. all on you. This yeah, personally. It's on his social, uh, personally. Social personally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen is, that, right? right? So... Uh, and you know, oh he's, I got God. the chairman of the board. It's somebody supposed getting to getting a piece on the 10, way down. 20 million. You're responsible Every, for it. Well, yeah, so no. every, well, everybody wants to get a piece on the way out too. They, they, Correct. So now you know they're they're knowing. And again, he doesn't. He's never seen this, but he's in the pickle, so he's in the lights, right? I, right. I can only imagine. But they're, they they've been through this. It's an exercise, and they're like, okay, he's on his way out. We're Is gonna gonna P, sign? we're gonna PGM, yeah, and then whatever assets he ends up with, we'll just. 
take. So, well, well, no, they were going to leverage it to get him out, right? Right. Because ultimately, all these people wanted to break it up and m- make money off the pieces, right? Yeah. Um, so, anyway, so they have a conversation with the guy, and I said, look, I got 1,500 employees that count on this paycheck, and we're not going to make payroll. One thing I'm really proud of since we started this business, I've never missed payroll. Right. Since I've been in business with Andrew, I've never missed payroll. As I've talked about, I've been- And that's with Medman, you're saying? That's in my life. Oh, period. Okay, I've been at Commerce Casino two hours before the cutoff on a Friday to run and do it, but I've never missed payroll. God bless you. And uh, now I got 1,500 people and families, and I'm going, you're really going to fucking put me over a barrel when we got people that need to get paid and it's December 28th? I'm so sorry. That's the decision you'll have to make. But once you do this, we're fully backing you. So like an idiot, I signed the PG. (sighs) With you being the primary? It was me and Andrew, yeah, but we signed the PG on behalf, like personally to take money in for the company, which I don't even think you can do, right? Because we're not getting any consideration for it. It's a whole thing. We signed the PG and uh, uh, about a month later, um, you know, that money was good and I'm really feeling good about this restructuring and then repositioning MedMen as the market turns around. And I knew I was too battle scarred. I knew that somebody else was going to have to come in to be the CEO. Yeah. Um, and I was excited about taking more of a board role, a chairman role, helping that person be successful with my background and knowledge, right? So And everything you built for the what it is. Just all the experience. And, and it's okay. It's okay to not, you know, necessarily be the guy, you know? Well, because you only can be, you're only the best guy in the world at something for, you know, a very finite period of time. And then you're just being dishonest with yourself, right? So, right. um, so I like an like an like an idiot, um, but also in a way that I feel trans you know honest about. It. I called the chairman of the board, this guy, on a Friday, and I said, "Hey, man, I want to let you know, I think I'm like two months away from the restructuring being over, um, really close. And on the other side, I'm gonna replace myself. And I want you to know that because I don't want to get hit by a bus tomorrow, um, and you not know what the plan is. And I also want you thinking about the plan so you can help me. This is the same person that put me in the pickle to do the PG. That's all this stuff, right? But I feel like that's my responsibility. So I call him on a Friday and say that, and he says, I am blown away. If you want to be the CEO for 10 years or 10 minutes, we'll back you. We'll support you. If you want to move to a board role, we can talk about it when you're ready. I said, thank you so much. This was a Friday. Monday morning, that person is in my office with their lawyer at 7.30 when I walk in. They saw local? weakness. No, they flew in from Chicago. Exactly. That's why I was wondering if he's there. Oh, yeah. Okay. They saw weakness, right? Um, what, what my honesty in really just trying to do what was best for that company and for every, you know, they saw weakness um, and vulnerability, you know, and if the fact that I already committed to being out, how much of a fight would I make to be out today versus changing my mind? So they showed up at 7.30 in the morning when you say vote and all this stuff. None of that, right? None of that. Just they showed squeeze. up and bullied the fuck out of me. And I was like a child being beaten, you know? And, and, and to say, like, I, I'm okay being in that arena. I'm a professional, right? Like, sometimes, you know, professional boxers go out and they get knocked out, right? Yeah, like, but they, they're still pros. They're I'm a pro. Your, they're squeezing your mental, like, I'm a, your, your, your kids, kids. When you say bully, have, your kids, kids there, will uh, never eat again, bro. Is there an uh, analogy uh, that you could use with bullying? Well, but again, right, I'm saying like, I don't, want, you felt. I don't want anybody to feel bad because I'm a pro, I'm in the ring. Exactly. And if I get beat up, I get beat no, up, yeah. right? But they beat me up. They pushed all the buttons. Uh, they went to my communications team before they talked to me during that day and said, this might be Adam's last day. Prepare a message. They went to the legal office and I had my GC come in going, I don't know, I work for you, Adam, but I'm telling you, these people are saying you're gone. Oh, that had to flip you. Well, yeah, I lost, my, mi- I lost my mind and then the, 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 you know, they're calling me names. They're bullying. They're putting me in a spot, right, to be 
uh, so, less so, than fully rational. You, yeah, you're crazy now. now We're now, getting crazy. Yeah, yeah. And then I go to my shrink um, for my weekly session, <laughs> yeah. and I tell him what's going on, and he was like, this is it fucking profound. crazy. You're running you around. Say? This is yeah. crazy. This is absolutely insane, not knowing that... Multi-state operating, multi-million well, well, dollar company. Well, well, well when you, you, you sold the, the control, right? So, uh, uh, obviously. No, I still have full voting rights and everything. I'm the super voting rights. I'm in complete control. My shrink says to me, Adam, you've been fighting with these people for how many years? How much will you pay to never have to deal with them again? And it was like, it like changed everything for me. And my answer was like, I'll pay everything I have except my basic needs to never have to deal with people like this again, let alone these particular horrible people. Um, and so I went back in and I made a deal with them, uh, you know, to sign for me to, to day leave. later, week later, what? No day later. Okay. I show up and I say, look, you know, here's this, you know, we talk about a severance. Um, I hadn't been paid in, you know, a year cause I was taking a $50,000 salary. I'd already been promised, you know, a, stuff you know money whatever so i sign this thing that says i'll get paid this much to leave on friday and uh, i go home and then the next day you know i go in the office and they say so sorry adam we can't honor it i said well why is that they go oh it's just it's too quick we need to send it you know to a third party to review it to make sure blah 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 even though the board had voted on it that night before and everything was good and they sit down with me and say adam look you need to sign this that says basically um we don't know what your severance is going to be uh, but we're going to have a third party analyze it and confirm it. And I promise you, it'll be what the board just voted on. And at that point, you know, you I sign that, it. You thought that was I the, sign the it. way? Well, no, it wasn't I thought. It was that I lost, right? right. It, on a personal level there, as opposed to saying I'm going to lawyer up and pay me, and now it's not about MedMen, it's about Adam Bierman. I was still all about MedMen. So I sign it because MedMen can't go you're through be another the best fight. Thing for med yeah. Well, I can't go, what, I'm going to go, go publicly fight these people, you know, and air all of this during that time. So I sign the thing and, and I give this speech and I'm crying and, you know, this is my baby. And I walk away um, and I show back up on Monday to be supportive because I'm going to be on the board. And I run into the chairman and he pretty much says, get the fuck out. And he throws me out. I leave and he, you know, ends my key card access and shuts off my email. Um, Are you kidding me? And so that was that was that's my departure business, from Edmund. From that's that's big business Have right you there, talked boys. to anybody from there since? Well, yeah, I can't comment on ongoing litigation, but those people that threw me out definitely have to pay me my severance they promised me. Have they? <laughs> no. You no. haven't made a dime since? No, no, no. No, no, not from that. So uh, Nothing. So we're working on that. Um, well, that, there's going to be something. I mean, right? But well, my, my kids hope so. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. It doesn't so keep me up you. at night. Hey, man, you know what? Um, I think that, you know... Um, I think I'll get something. This is just me personally. Now I'm thinking about myself and my family. As you but, but, Adam, but if I get nothing, you know, just, you know, that experience, this, what we are, what we're like, and to never have to deal with those people again, like, fuck. I'm, well, I'm the greatest but, thing but, is, but, like Blue said, hold, you expanded your mind and you can do it again. Hold on. But, but Adam, <laughs> listen, man, this is, this is like, you know, you're, you're talking, how, how long has it been since you signed that paper and they haven't given you a dime? Two years. Mm. Okay, so two two and, year, a half. Two, year, two and a half years. And and what kind of payroll were you on previously? Fifty. Fifty thousand a year. Okay, fifty thousand a year. And then was Bonuses? that with company card? Company Never. card. Nothing else. Never. No. But here's the thing, right? Here's the other thing that you know, like I was living that the caricature, you know, you can never understand is that. How many shares do you have in the company? Uh, we owned a lot of the company. I mean, Andrew and I own thirty something percent. And it. and now it's completely gone. Uh, no, Andrew and I have sold a bunch of our shares, but we still have some. Gotcha. Um, 
Yeah, we still have some. But back to like when you say company card and all this stuff, there were so many eyeballs on us and on me, right? Um, and I was aware of it. So I was always all the way on the other side. Like when we traveled, I just use my personal credit card. I just pay it myself. It's like, I know one day it's going to be, did you use the card for this? No. You know, like I knew that was coming. I just knew it because of where we were in this yeah, arc of history. Big. Yeah, you're too big. And so I was so fucking paranoid. But yet the picture painted on you is you fucking live this lavish life. I you're know. a party rock star maniac <laughs> in the Beverly Hills. I missed Hills. out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're partying uh, like uh, with hookers and the whole nine. Like I remember hearing <laughs> random things like this about yeah, you. Yeah, it looked like it was big. Didn't we hear things like, oh, this this guy, he's crazy. Oh, he's spending all the oh, company's he, he money. He went and blew all the money on on stupid shit, and it's like he you bought know. this, he bought that. You, where, I good. mean, I seen you pull up in that Lambo, and that helicopter dropped you off, but I didn't know if that was from Medman money or where that was from. <laughs> it's like that's what people. Like, that's what I expected to see from you coming I, I, today. I still pulled up in my Cadillac. I think I'm good. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm in those things, man. That's just not me. Um, They're gonna have to kick you in, dude. You know, they have they, to. It's gonna be, it's and the gonna movie's gonna good. set you straight and right because I believe you've had enough hype online. Like I said, in the cannabis world, you're the Kardashian of the cannabis world, right? Like this whole thing that you built and created. Yeah, it, it, there's a hands down movie on this. Hands down, I want to. You, you working on that? Probably. Probably. That's oh, I think part. you need to. And if you need some help, let me know, player. I'm, I'm down. Anything yeah. I can, anything we can do. We're, I know we're in the movies because somehow, how, how about this? Like I told you from Jump, and I didn't share earlier, we, meaning Blue and I, have been on your side for Jump. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what's he, crazy he knows, about that's that. That's why he's here. And he, I think he, you he should listen. And, and, well, I don't know if he heard it before, but oh, he that's what's something. crazy, I mean, dog, to think that. Yeah. I mean, I brought up the things I heard about you because I'd love to ask you, but even even if they were true, we still believed in you, no, <laughs> what yeah, you did. It, like, we're like, oh, this dude's dope. Look listen, what he's built, folks. Listen, you don't drive, like I said, you don't drive at, you know, 300 miles an hour, turning corners, going, you know, up and down cur curves, events, blah, blah, blah. And then again, hit speed bumps once in a while. And those speed bumps are, again, you know, astronaut. I mean, call it a mess up. Call what? You're doing business. You're, you're going 300 what miles. What business doesn't mess up here? You're going around the corner 300 miles an hour, you hit something, the car fucking explodes. It doesn't just have a blowout. You know what I mean, and so and so I, I get that because even the faster we start moving and and the the bigger things that we have, they have bigger you know consequences. Consequences, yeah, yeah, the sure. consequences. And so and so going through that, like I said, you know that experience, like you know, it, it for me is is the best thing you got, right? And and again, you could do it again. I don't know what he's done. No, but he could do it again. Listen, I think you, you have to go back to being well, an agent. Well, well, let me ask you this. <laughs> Is well, maybe fucking represents us. Fuck. Here's, That's a good here's call. our new agent. Here's our new agent. You Adam, be our new agent, right? And I think he could help with a lot of those things. But but the the, the thought process again to me is is do you have anything against you that says you can't be in this industry? Can you not be? I mean, does this stop you? I mean, does there anything any charge? I mean, nothing. You just fucking sign well. I mean, here's shit the over and again. Here's away. the I mean, back back to the, back to all this true I'm, truth, right? Yeah. I mean, so, shit. You just gave it away. Basically, the truth. Well, well, the truth is that. Um, you know, there was not only the Department of Justice at that time didn't want us to be successful, um, but when James Parker left the company, he for sure, this is me in my opinion again, but he for sure called every federal agency there was, yeah. right, to whistleblow and to try to put pressure on. Um, and if they didn't have open investigations around MedMen or me, which I assume most of them probably did, 100%. they for sure now had to follow up on his insane whistleblowing stuff um, and the fact that he publicly filed this lawsuit with allegations of criminality, right? So we've had them. So yeah. I, if, and if know, they were true, you wouldn't be here. But that's the final point. The final point is exactly that. That, yes, that's you know, what when I you say, say where are you at, take, like, yeah. I am so squeaky clean. I'm the cleanest person in the fucking space because nobody else has gone through the proctology exam right. that I've gone through with the 
real big federal agencies <laughs> that would love nothing more than to have Put found you me down. fuck up. Look the what we found. Where did this come from, Adam? Deep. What about this house you have uh, in the Bahamas? For sure, for sure right? You know what like, I mean? Like, way more sophisticated than the bloggers online at figuring out if, if we had uh, yeah. misstepped anywhere. They just right? made you look like you have everything everywhere because I was under the impression you were just living this lavish baller life, right? Like, and just going crazy. Is that not the case on the company's well, eh, money? Eh, eh. I'm asking I'm you, Adam. Uh, no, that wasn't the case. And, you know, again, like I, I was working uh, for that's not my personality. My personality would have been what I'm doing now, spending time taking my kids to school and picking them up and being with my wife and cooking dinner. Um, but at that time to to have accomplished what we did, um, there was no time for any of that shit. Anybody else involved in the frivolous stuff like they weren't accomplishing what we were doing. They weren't yeah. figuring out how to, right. you know, open to, stores. You're moving so fast. Next state, next state, next state, next state. Boom, this company, that company. Well, we're well, picking them up. And like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is, no is, time for that. You know, when you're when you're putting in those extra four or six hours a day into your vision and your dream, the rest of the world's wondering how they're doing it. They're fucking actually doing it. You know what I mean? You're and actually Adam, working you did it. those extra hours. You're actually working. And, and I mean, and, and there is, you know, days where you're sitting in the back cracking a beer with your buddies and you're laughing and, and doing those things, which can be easily miscued into, oh, we were partying at the office all the time. You know, like, no, we were working our fucking asses off and cracking it a beer. It totally could get like that one day. There's the, one day you the, have one the, drink. There's, and, oh, that's all they're doing there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's all they're doing. And, and then they try and use that. And you're like, wait a second, dude. Fucking, I'm working fucking, you know, 70 hours a week and you're fucking sitting here trying to tell me what <laughs> I, th I think i think that one of the things that was always on my mind as the tip of that spear at that time or the spokesperson for mainstreaming or commercializing or whatever you know it was is that um one it was all encompassing it wasn't the extra hours it was that even while i was sleeping this is what i was thinking about it was not right. spending personal money on personal stuff right which i'm not that material to start but like that could have never crossed my mind i had no time for it sure. um you know and i think uh, again, like the, these stories are these stories and I wish I could I could say any of them were true. But I think one of the fortunate things for the industry and part of why this worked was because I was that person. What was the again, craziest right? story you heard that you read and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they think that. Was the plane the one? Because the plane's a big I, one. I, so part of this whole concept as an entrepreneur to, you know, uh, uh, eradicate the need for validation from people who don't know you, right? This was such an amazing experience for that, right? Part of that is I haven't read fully any of that stuff um, because what's the point? Those people don't know me. Um, and it's not so true. So why do I care, right? And and why should but I? But you let catch that when your boy's me? like, "Hey, man, they just said this about you." Nobody whispers in your ear. I like, still never read that full article from New York that day that I rolled over and they said we stole all the money, right? Because what's what, how is that helping? But you me? heard the headlines. Of course, I heard the yeah. headlines. So what headline got you? Like, oh my god, I can't believe they think that one. Okay, whatever. I'm moving on. I'm not doing it. It doesn't matter. I, I like that, and I agree and, with and that. I mean, was, all, their timing, all of them. was their timing good? Was oh, there, they uh, fucked us up. I mean, oh, yeah, it yeah. made you look bad oh, at the right time, right? Man. So that they could just tear I mean, you apart. timing was just perfect. perfect. So you yeah. should have just paid. You're saying you should have just paid. But, but again, right, how long? 200 million, the, 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 No, no, two, two million. Two million. Two million. Oh, yeah. but, 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 but again, like the person this industry needed to get it forward was the person that would say, I don't care, even if it's the death of me, I'm not fucking paying you. Because if I had paid them, then GTI wouldn't have gone public. Because Kovler's would have said, you know, Kovler would have said, if you have to pay people like this for this to be successful, it's not ready for me yet. Right. Right? So somebody had to be the first one to put their, their foot down and say, this ain't happening. You know? And, and so it's like one of these things that as an industry... You, you fell on the sword. I, not knowing it at the time, well, right? Not, the not understanding yeah. it. Well, but and, but and that's and what I look happens, at it that way. Right? Yeah. No, yeah. And, and, and like I said, when, when, when you, you, know, you know, listen to them and you're like, look, you know, they came in and, 
and they're giving me these loans based on this, knowing that, again, they're just trying to take a piece of it on the way out now because they built it, right? They watched it build, and then now they're also seeing the, the, the teardown of it, and they're trying to take as much as they can. So they start to put you in different leverages positions that you almost can't get out of, and they know that so that they can capture their, their back. You know, they can get what they want back out of it, right? At the time that Gotham made that investment, they committed $250 million, but they did it in tranches, and they never intended to deploy all the money. They didn't have it, right? So I think, you know, they gave us tranche one, maybe tranche two, 25 million, 50 million. At the time, a third party came out and said that the assets we held, just the assets were worth over a billion dollars, right? Those assets are, you know, what I'm talking about, which is why there's permanence here for those stores. But just think about this, right? If you can put out 25, 50, 100 million bucks to get access to a billion dollars of stuff, you know, that is their game. Right. Um, right. And so, yeah, that was that was part of it. That was but, their, that was that was a huge but they're part dead. of it. Yeah, yeah. But Gotham Green is dead. Right. Gotham Green won't provide a loan to anybody in any real way in the industry ever again, because, you know, I we beat them. Right. And the Ianthus thing, they beat Ianthus. But, you know, that's so public now that, you know, it's over. It's so over. it's gone. Yeah. It was that blip of time where those guys took a shot to take advantage of the fact that real money was still not in the space and we had no choice. And where's yeah. your partner out that you started all this with? What did he say? What did he do? How does that where's relationship? He at? Where's that? Yeah. Uh, Andrew and I are doing, you know, all of our new stuff together. You know, we're still. We're Did he leave, or is he still part of the company? No, 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 no. no. He left. He left. No, any anything associated with me was 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 eradicated. Uh, yeah. You know, once we left, so. Um, Andrew and I, we took some time off and then we started this new thing. We did a roll up in California called Coastal. Um, we spent about a year on it. We invested a few million bucks. We sold it to parent company for $56 million uh, oh, right a few months ago. Um, and uh, we are starting, you know, the next roll up, which uh, I'm really excited about. Um, I, Coastal was really like us to prove a concept that you could make money at retail in California, even in the face of 280E. We, we, when we when we when we opened the Medman store in West Hollywood, right? We exited we, perfect timing. Yes, we we we, we shared things. <laughs> right, there's I that. mean, God, I'm like, that. my God. Yeah, it was good. Right? And we, you deserve it. But thank you. You so know, we 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 shared with the world like what weed could be, but we haven't iterated as an industry or me what that concept is in five, six, seven years, right? And so that concept, I don't believe, is the future of retail and weed. I believe there's something next, and that's what we're working on creating. And, and, and that's and, and, the new company right here. The, uh, well, no, that's just the you, name. What do you say? Roll up. You're, it's a, it's a reverse merger. You go out and pick up a bunch of different companies. You 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 help them operate properly, and then kind of well, yeah. Whatever we do with roll it, it up I mean, we, to another. We're trying exit, to build build what MedMen, you know, Ten times. what MedMen was was in California. We're trying to now do it better um, with everything we learned, and you know. So you're um, coming back with, with you're coming back in in a major way. Older, smarter, better. I think the answer is that, you know, weed is, you know, central to my life, whether that's personal or whether that's business. Sure. I've never left. Um, I just smoked a lot more and did less work for the last couple of years. Good job. <laughs> and now it, you're ready man. to get back to work. And now we're ready to get to the high five. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, what great stories, Adam. Thank man, you for being vulnerable. Thank Adam, you for opening up beast, to us. Man, that's we greatly I'm appreciate you. Adam Berman, question number one of the high five. How old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where'd you get it from? probably stole it from medman <laughs> i was probably in uh in his mabak in his jet yeah in his <laughs> i was like 12 years old uh 
and I think we got it from a local street dealer that dropped it off like in my parents' front yard under a rock in a bag. <laughs> All yeah. nervous, you and your buddy? Yeah. No, not nervous because we were too dumb to be nervous. Just, yeah, just like fucking smoke a joint. Was it a pipe? No, it? no. We made we sat in class and we made pipe out of uh, out of a mechanical pencil. Nice. And then we use tin foil, you know, all yeah, that shit that you do when you're bur- burning. Yeah. Like, yeah. what am I smoking? <laughs> I don't and know. then, and then burning. you're not really high, but you're like standing on the table, like, woo, it's yeah. happening. <laughs> you know, you feel it. You know, everybody's all you got there. a piece of burnt plastic <laughs> in your lip. Everybody's like, in the why bin. You know? Yeah, why are you high? Question number two of the high five: What is your favorite way to use cannabis? I smoke. I I love just smoking flour. Just flour, straight joint. That's Amy, can you Love roll that. a joint, please? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Question number three. Craziest place you ever used cannabis or smoked? Yeah, I knew that was one of the questions, and I don't know how to answer it because... Honestly, you fucking liar. Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, because... <laughs> Because like I, I I smoke weed every day, right? And some days, well, all some days, days can so be crazy. Some places could be crazy too. Is it's, there anything like saying like the craziest? That's like a jet. Of course, that's like saying like that's like saying the craziest place I've ever been, right? Like if I've smoked weed everywhere I've been for the last you know however many years of my life, where I was in the craziest places, you're like, what's the craziest place you've been? Because I've smoked weed everywhere I've gone. Yeah. Right, so I don't really know how to answer that. Like, what's the craziest experience I've had in the last ten years of my life? There's some crazy. How about this? One? Yeah. How about this? Are you ready for this like, one? I've been there a lot Where of would you have been arrested or put in prison that you smoked last? Because that becomes last? crazy in my book. I mean, or, or whenever it doesn't even Mexico, last. the one that would okay, affect you Mexico. the most. You know what I'm saying? Because those Probably to Mexico. me are crazy. Our, our crazy could be I was at the Pope's front yard and I smoked. You know what I mean? Random stuff like That's that is like crazy. We, we smoke everywhere, man. I don't know. We're well, smoking yeah, nah. everywhere all the time. Well, I, I was a crazy smoker. I, I remember <laughs> we smoked, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, in, in airport bathrooms and, yes. you know, at crazy, you know, events and wherever all jets. over the world. Yeah, all yeah. the jets that we own together. Yeah. yeah Are we in like a jet company yeah, jet together? Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't wait to get in our plane after this. Question number three of the high five with Adam. Question number four. Three. Craziest place, question number four is on you. Welcome Sorry. back to hey. the show. Hello, Joe. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Blue. Take yeah. it over. Question number four of the high five. What is your go-to munchie after you get high, Adam? Interestingly, I don't, I don't, I don't really do that. No munchies? No, it's no. the opposite. You don't eat. You just uh, work. Weed, weed is like, um, uh, most of the time, weed like uh, has me not feeling like I want to eat. It has me feeling lighter. Um, yeah, you stay away from food a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting nice. for me. Cool. Yeah. yeah, that's good. A lot of people, you know, some people don't get stoned. I, I mean, don't get the munchies. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I don't think I'm a. I start thinking of, oh, let's go eat. You know. I mean, if you get that one, I gotta get up and pee, there's boys. That one, and I can't hold it no more. So you ask him question number five. There I'm is that my one. Th- you got it. There is that one whammy that you get. You know when. Um, you know, once in a while you get a munchy crave. I think that's if you're drinking and you're, you know, smoking all at the same time, you're like, oh, man, I'm starving. You know, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty much eating vegan ice cream every night of my life. Right. I don't consider it like a munchie from weed. I just fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but if you want to say that I'm smoking weed every day and then almost every night I'm eating vegan ice cream, then there's my go to. That's the go to. <laughs> the vegan. What kind of what flavor? My what, life, what flavor? You know? I don't know. All of it, man. I yeah. love it. I just, <laughs> just love ice cream. Whichever one's in there, your wife. It's cleaner if it's vegan. So sure. Yeah, yeah it makes it better. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five of the high five. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? My wife. Because she's the person that I'd most rather be with than anybody else. So if I'm going to smoke weed, then you're being with somebody. You're 
interacting, right? You're having that that time together, and there's nobody I'd rather spend time with than her. And so, if there's a joint there, it just makes everything that much better. Fantastic, man! Shout out to that. Good job. You know, I, I love that, man. You know, having having the ability to, um, you know, be comfortable and, and and vulnerable and just be like my wife, man. You know, very touching. I love that, dude. Shout out to your wife. What's her name? Laura. You know, luckily she stayed with you after all this shit. <laughs> luckily for her, me. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I mean, dude. Right? Yeah, I've been with her for about almost 20 years. Yeah, thank God. So. I mean, some people, you know, some people, and, and not that they're there for the money or whatever, but just the, the extra, you know, the moment you're on the news and the moment you're, you know, your face is you being out there. Some people just can't handle that shit, dude. She's ride or die. Yeah, thank you. That's fucking awesome, dude. Because a lot, like I said, man, a lot of people can't handle that stress. It's very, um, very difficult, man. I, I've had the news in front of my house. You know what I mean? I, I know what it's like. You know, I, I know what it's like. I've had the news come out of my. I come out of my office building. The fucking news is there, and you're there. Like, you're like, what do you? You know, and and you don't know how to. Very similar stories. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that. yeah. You know, I, I've done some some some. You know, and I've, I felt like my phone was tapped and fucking phones on fire. It's burning. I'm like, why is this fucker so hot? You know what I mean? Like literally. The phone is hot, and is that a fucking drone? You know, there's a drone over my house every fucking night. You know, I'm like, you kept patting me down every time I seen him. Just every time I talk to me, pat me down. But like, I, what is wrong with you, Blue? I told no, you. I'm not but, and, and people are like, you, you're fucking high, bro. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I mean, actually, I'm not. You know, I, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm feeling right now. And uh, you know, it, but 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 going through that and, and having you know your your wife be there because that's the one person that you could probably talk to when all that shit's happening. You're like, fuck. I think Were you married through this whole time? Yeah, from yeah, you know, we, we've been together almost twenty years. Yeah, you just Beautiful. missed the whole. Yeah, 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 she yeah, she's been through, you know, being you know not having a place to live, not having money, you know, starting the hustle oh, with driving the bicycle to the first store with the weed in the basket. You know, yeah. she was there when we did all that. She was there the night before we opened the first store when we went to my friend's house. It was an apartment in Venice where it was a one bedroom. He turned the bedroom into a grow. Uh, and he was sleeping on the couch and we show up and he's got like his buddies, they each have a couple ounces and they're like in these little turkey bags on the floor. This is the night before we open the first door and it's me and her with like these Whole Foods shopping bags taking the shit, putting it in our shopping bags, getting back into her Honda Accord and driving back to this apartment where we laid the weed out and we're like, how are we going to set Holy this up? Holy fuck, like this is happening, you know? Yeah, and then the next day dispensary. I <laughs> rode the weed to the dispensary and we opened it up. So yeah. she's definitely, you know, she's down. Part, part of the story. Yeah. She's, part, she's part of the she movie. Is, well, is. and that's, that's what I said. It, you know, I, w- I was complimenting him because his dead or alive person that he wanted to smoke with was his wife. Oh, really? Yeah, you never it, smoked with her? Well, no. It's, it, well, I smoke with her all day. Yeah, oh, but, okay, but, but still, still and continue to. I love that. Still, and he loves doing it. And that's why I said it's a very vulnerable. What a vulnerable. beautiful story. Think I was going to ask who it was, too. But, to but, but for me, it, the bigger picture Wonderful. is that, you know, having the, you know, all of the uh, controversy around the, you know, being in the news and having, you know, obviously, you know, you don't have to tell me to know that you had the news station at your house, at your work. Uh, popping up at your fucking local grocery store, you know, following. Did they bother the family, the kids? Oh yeah. Did the news? Of course. They Media. You know, bother them standing out front of your house. I mean, is that bothering them? Good point. Thank you very much. I mean, bother my whole hey. fucking neighborhood. Good, hey, good, hey, I, hey, I, say I, less. Yeah, You're right. I, I that's, got the phone call from my my next door neighbor going, "Hey, you know, uh, you got four news stations." Oh, that's bothering the kids. Yeah, they're house. out the house. It bothers the family. I'm You're like, right. My bad. You know, I agree. I agree. Okay. Okay. Are you sure they're in front of my house? Absolutely. Okay. Call my wife. Because your kids took a my jet wife, to school, right? They had that Medmen jet to school. Isn't that the place? It, that it was that 30 second abroad, ride. Right? From, they went from to LA school. to Culver City. No, <laughs> it's about it's about the commute. Man. It's crazy to think the stories that were about you and just all these things and to hear some truth. 
The funniest part so about great. hearing it's that truth is, is we've actually supported it the whole time. We I'm felt like, the way got, we've I, said I, what we've said. It. I've been like, bro, there's no fucking way. Like, you know, Pit, right? I mean, companies, they're being, you know, everything's watched. You can't get away with this shit. Like, why would he fucking kill himself like that? Like, you know, I, I have these, we've had these conversations. And the best part is, it's all on. Argued, it's all on. Go listen to the back things yeah, we talked about, and we've didn't the oh, men is laying people off. Like their show's titled Men Men has big layoffs, right? Like, so it looks like the bash. But oh, Madman's cut down, and we'd go. Yeah, well, guess what? Of course, they had the hurting right now. The market's down. Watch them just go sell a few places, and then they make some money. I mean, they're not going to go under. Like, dog, you'd hear us say that. My point is, it's proven. It's It's in the past. It's It's there. We have it. Yeah, and I'm I'm saying like we have it to to hear his character from from a point of view that that you know for for those diehard listeners that we have and we have them and and you know they've uh, heard this. They've heard this. You know what I mean? And some of them are shaking their heads like, hell yeah, right now. You know, because I know. Um, but Adam, is there anything that we missed that we we need to go over? Just or you want to clarify? You want to clarify? Do you want to get out there? Yes, please. What is it? Let's do it next time. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> I love you know what, Adam? Guy. I think honestly, all bullshit aside, I just want to like go places with you because I, I feel like we're all around the same age, no, right? Got, so like, Adam's gonna be gonna one of these guys. It. We're gonna be going yeah. cash. Make sure you call. Now we got his number too, though. Cash. So I'm like, I'm Blue, we're gonna be hitting you up. Like, hey, bring the wife, bring the kids. Where we're gonna do an event or we're doing something? Let's just. This is great. No, we're gonna. I'm flattered. Thank you guys. I'll be part of uh, whatever you guys have going on. Sure. This is well, awesome. we want to be part of the next roll up. You know yeah, let's go. We want to be involved in the roll up. You know, part of fifty million. You just mentioned. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy a snack or something. That's, that's, that's forty or fifty. You know. <laughs> I just want a Tesla. <laughs> well, listen, Adam. You know, thank you for joining us, man. Um, to be honest with you, this is one of the 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 most incredible shows I've had just because I love living through your journey. It reminds me a lot of my mine. And, and as you shared your journey with us, I understand the journey is, 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 you know, the funnest part, right? A lot of people don't even, you know, they don't know, they don't realize they're like trying to get to the money. It's the richest part. That's the irony. It's the very right. richest. The journey's part. the richest yeah, part. Like, yeah. like a lot of people don't understand it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm the, the knowing that we're, even know, like what we're doing, like all this no, feeling of just th- trying. Th- well, can, I mean, th- forget the trying. This is this th- what we're this doing. This is the win part. Right, we're, we're winning. winning right now. You know, we're doing it because you're living, you're experiencing, you're, you're right? Like the, that's what it is. Yeah, and, and a lot of people don't, you know, know how to soak that in. You know, unless they're in that moment. I, I'm in that moment, like right. We're we're scaling ourselves right now. We're, we're we're you know we're seeing a lot of things that we don't know. We're starting to you know run into these paths and and, and walking through and I'm kind of just watching. You know, you watch the snakes. People, you know, today someone asked me, hey, you know, have you guys been approached by public companies? Anybody try to acquire you guys yet? And I'm just like, you know, why are you looking? You know, like yeah. I, you know, like Let's what's go, going on? Up. You know, I, I, I see it. You know, and I, I've been offered in the past. I'll give you shares and this and that and just a kind of a a jerk off deal, right? Right? And I'm like, dude, look, I'm not gonna you know be that that much of an idiot but you know the the process of of growth and being successful in my opinion is is that you know while you're while you're in it right now you know that moment and a lot of people don't catch that right they, they they're just looking for the win they're like when am i gonna win and they don't realize i'm already fucking winning like I'm, I'm, li- I'm living my my dream. I just uh, can't know, wait like to go back to San Diego and go to a concert because I think he needs to throw another Black Eyed Peas concert. Hey, or something. You know what I mean? Because we need to go. Fuck it. It's been awesome to have. Thank you, on you guys. The show, man. Awesome. Yeah, yeah we'll Adam, do it again. you're here. You're welcome here anytime. Thank dog. you. Yeah, Use our platform to get any news you want out, clarify news, or just come hang I'll out. Come back. You're always welcome. All right. Thanks. Well, guys, this is Adam. Beerman. Is that Beerman? Yeah. Beerman. Hello, Beerman. Mr. Yeah, Beerman, Google guys. Him. Feel free. Yeah, right here on Cannabis Talk 101, man. Thanks, guys. If no one else loves you, we We do. do. Let's go get our jet and get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.